Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pink Sock Podcast. I am your host, Mike Usnick, joined by I'm from the future, Garak, Adam the Garak. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Hanging in there, you know. I'm still in still in lockdown here in the future, but I'm doing all right. Fuck! There's more lockdowns in the future. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? I like to say hi to everybody in the chat. Hi, Renee. Hi, Anders. Hi, Rock and Row Podcast. Uh, hi, Marta. Hi, everyone. And we also have uh, Poe and Adam in the back. That sounds like a uh, like their side band, Poe and Adam. Yeah, it does. It's like Adam and, and Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they could repopulate though. They're two dudes. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing in 2021 yet. Anyway, <laughs> they might be. come out with it. It could yeah. be. <laughs> but let's uh, get some of our promotions out of the way because we do have some future episodes of Pink Sock Podcast. Uh, next week is it uh, the 23rd? Yes, uh, we have Tower Stories with our buddy Jeff Towers. He's going to tell some stories about when he worked with wasp and some stories about motley crew which is going to be fucking kick ass then we have then we have eric 13 of combi christ and sex slaves sex slaves that's my favorite never heard the band but (laughs) (laughs) make sure you add music music at the end of sex slaves so you know it's the band yeah, he, he doesn't like collect them in his like under his bed or anything. And then we have a uh, guy Fietti. I mean, fuck Michael <laughs> McVeigh. <laughs> Michael McVeigh on the show. Um, good friend of mine. He's gonna listen to this and be like, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cancel this show. <laughs> I love his smile in this photo. I laugh every time because it looks like I just farted. I wonder if anybody's going to notice. <laughs> but we also have the rock and the sock and row podcast with me and Rob Rowe. We're going we're to be covering Weird Al. You know what's weird? I put my face on Weird Al's body and you can't fucking tell. <laughs> like you, can't, like you can't fucking tell at all. It just looks like I'm trying to drown myself. And then we have Reignite with Kathy Grant, our former producer. She is uh, interviewing Roman Jug of The Damned. He says he doesn't care how we pronounce his name. So like Roman Jig, Jug, Fig, Newton. His name's Roman. He plays for The Damned. Uh, We also have the Sabbath Sunday Iron Worship podcast. Would you like to take it away from here? Nah, keep going, dude. Okay, we have the Sabbath Sunday <laughs> Iron Worship podcast where they discuss everything Sabbath, all things Sabbath. And then we have our buddy Ryan Roxy of the Alice Cooper Band. He is interviewing Dennis D. Young of Styx. That's that a big cool. that's a big guest, founding member of Styx. Yeah, man. Like, I hope he asks him who Mr. Roboto is. I've been wondering for years who the fuck is Mr. Roboto and why is he domo? Domo. <laughs> <laughs> Then we have, how do we pronounce this name, Mark? Oh, dude, just said the MGC Connection podcast. The MGC Connection, not to be confused <laughs> with Madison Square Garden. It's a different one. It's, M- it's MGC. I hope you're watching this, Mark. <laughs> Madison Garden Connection. He could get sued for that. Let's not do that. <laughs> and then we have... Calibri's Mystic Cult of Horrors podcast. I'm not sure who their next guest is because I'm shit as a human. I'm sorry. Um, but they have that show. But 
it's time to tone things down a little bit and get a little serious because we do have Michelle Titian on of the Drive Foundation. It is a mental health organization, um, and they help spread mental awareness through music and entertainment and all that stuff. She's going to be on here to discuss mental health, which mental health is very important. We don't have to be funny all the time. So, yeah, she is coming on and we're going to discuss mental health because it is a huge thing for us. Um, do we have anything else we want to promote before we bring Edgar Allan Poe on? Because it's been years since he's done an interview. It's I know, been... right? <laughs> an interview and a gig. Um, <laughs> Anybody and else? Music. Um, nah, man. It's I, Taco that, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, that. It's Taco Tuesday here in the future. And I'm wearing shorts, by the way. I'm not naked, so it's all good. See, today for us, uh, since it's still Monday, we're not from the future. It's Man Bun Monday. So everybody Man. who has hair, most of the people on this podcast today don't. <laughs> but if you have hair, put it in a man bun. Without, without, without further ado, we have Alan Poe and Adam. What is your last name, Adam? Lighty. Lighty? Lighty. Oh, okay. So any relation to Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> they know you're both Yeah. <laughs> when I announced that, I actually had somebody message me. They're like, Edgar Allan Poe. I'm like, no. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. He's the man behind the raven <laughs> or something. So I, we mentioned this before we went live. I love the coffin in the background. Thank you, man. Um, I appreciate that. I made that in a uh, fucking high school shop class, and everyone stayed the fuck away from me. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I was happy with that. So, <laughs> but did, you, you, get, did you get good marks for that as well? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he passed his class. <laughs> right, I, get it. I get it. <laughs> I would. You I would originally pass wanted it. to put a lid on it. I was gonna. I was, yeah, I wanted to make a full blown fucking coffin lid, carve like a cross out of the lid and everything, and they're like. Mm. We'll let you have the coffin, but put some shelves in it or something. <laughs> you have to understand, Make, we grew up in rural Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> we they, were the do, ones in high school. <laughs> do they not realize what a coffin's for? You don't put shelves in a coffin unless <laughs> unless they blew up in an accident or some shit. You don't put... <laughs> like, what? I thought it was a great investment, so, I mean... <laughs> what, you, what you should have done is you should put a lid on it and then make it bigger and make it your bed. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm on a marketing team now. We're gonna make some. We're gonna make some coffins. So you guys are in the band Gray's Divide. Is that is that correct? Yes, correct. sir. Yep. Are you still doing Black Swine? I was gonna promote that too, but I didn't know if you were still doing that or still doing Black Swine on occasion. Uh, just trying to navigate with the whole COVID shit and whatnot, and what places will have us play, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, Black Swine is my other band. We mainly do covers of like fucking White Zombie and Marilyn Manson and Union Ooh. Underground and shit like that. So I, I was ho I was hoping you'd say something like crazy, like we do covers of anywhere, Rob Zombie, The Wiggles. We do some weird owl. Sorry. <laughs> we got an accordion player. We, we got... <laughs> no, th that, that's ironic. I, I'm I'm in a cover band too, but we mostly do uh, ska death metal. Dude, <laughs> I gotta hear that. <laughs> I'm not, but uh, if I am, the name would be the name would be Moist Cooter Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> 
we can we can open for you guys if you want, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your fans are like, who the fuck are these guys? We love them. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're moist cooter biscuit. That sounds like a weird like Primus type band. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's their next album. <laughs> <laughs> Moist Cooter Biscuit. Yeah. I always joke with the uh, the guys of uh, Calibri's because their uh, podcast sounds like a white zombie album or a Rob Zombie album. The Mystic Cult of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? What's up with Rob Zombie's fucking albums? Like each one is longer than the last. <laughs> like I want. Like I don't want what he's smoking. We all know what he's smoking. Some kind of weird crack rock from Mars. Single off the last album. Crack rock from a crack rock from Mars. That does sound like a fucking. <laughs> That's after he's done doing Mars Needs Women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys are in Gray's Divide. You guys recently did a show because uh, you was out of action, Adam, with Achilles. Yeah. Injury. So what last happened? year, almost almost like a year to the day, I think when I say two days from today will be the one-year mark. I was on my way home from St. Louis. I was um, I hit up a couple breweries. I was hanging out with a friend. Uh, and I was behind a semi. I went to pass the semi, and I looked over, said something, looked back, and then there was taillights from another semi in the in the passing lane. So he was either stopped or slowed way down in the left-hand lane, slammed into him going like 70 miles an hour, smashed the car all to hell, and yeah, uh, emergency room and a surgery later, and my Achilles was fucked up, and now I'm back, though. I'm good. Uh, I had a great surgeon, physical therapy team did awesome, and yeah, it's like it never happened, honestly. Every day is like I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. It could have been worse. You could have had oh, your leg amputated. Or... Yeah. I was really hoping for a cyborg foot. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah because if you've got a cyborg foot, that wouldn't go to sleep while he's trying to hit the bass <laughs> drum. You could just keep going. <laughs> you guys, you'd be have the... ever seen that video of like the drummer with the robot arm? That And the joke is, is it got stuck on jerk-off mode? Because it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, like people are like, that's talent. I'm like, you set your arm, you set your robotic arm to do this. <laughs> don't do don't do that keep the arm cut off we need another rick allen in this world <laughs> that dude had so many pedals you have no idea how many deaf uh deaf leopard jokes i heard like four months worth it was every every fucking day i was ran into somebody that knew that i played the drums they're like oh well, a guy from Def Leppard does it. Why can't you? Wrong fucking right limb, know. asshole. I was watching um, one of Wednesday 13's concerts. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Bloodstock, the one you'd done like two years ago. He goes, everybody put your hands in the air unless you're the guy from Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Remember the band Bloodhound? Has no filter. <laughs> Remember the band Bloodhound Gang? Yes, of course. They had a song where halfway through it, they stopped playing, and the singer was like, "The drummer from the Flippers only got one arm. The drummer from the Flippers only got one yeah, arm." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those guys like, are so good, man. They were. <laughs> I'm like, this has nothing to do with the song, but I'm down with it, I guess. <laughs> uh, you remember? Do you remember when we were in high school and <laughs> you were talking about? 
uh, Nine Inch Nails closer, and I was like, oh yeah, that song that's like you and me, baby, ain't nothing. <laughs> You're like, no, <laughs> no not at all. That's the wrong fucking song. <laughs> I off. love Bloodhound Gang was my shit in the day. Though. Like they were, they were rapping rock like before it was like a huge thing to be that way. Like if I'm not mistaken, didn't they come out before Hollywood Undead? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I, like, dude, like, like, yeah, it's humorous and it's fucking funny as shit. But the songwriting abilities and shit are fucking top notch. I feel like you know, right? yeah. Like my favorite lyrics of all time. Like I love comedy and music together. Like Weird Al's my shit. I've seen yeah. him in concert several times. Great nice. show. But my favorite lyric of a Bloodhound Gang song is. I'm hung like planet Pluto, hard to see with the naked eye. If I crash into your anus, I'd stick it where the sun don't shine. That is, that is some brilliant. <laughs> that is like some like Edgar Allan Poe shit right there. Like, <laughs> like you guys listen to a lot of Bloodhound Gang in the day. Like, what's your favorite song? Um, at work, me and my friend, we have a, a Bloodhound Gang station. Also, do you remember Hot Action Cop? We'll occasionally yes. rock Hot Action Cop. <laughs> yeah. um, I like the ballad of Chasey Lane right now. That's my favorite right now. So. <laughs> One that really gets looks. One that really gets looks is Crank. A lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. <laughs> Yeah. Not, not the ones, no, that's not the ones that do uh, my dick. I don't remember who does that. I, oh, that's Mickey yeah, Avalon. That is Mickey Avalon. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can get down to some Mickey Avalon, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the Bloodhound Gang song that has the Pac-Man fucking sample in the back? Oh, shit. I can't remember. That one's pretty rad, too. <laughs> I forget what it was now. Another good rapper out there uh, is MC Chris. Remember him? Yeah, a little bit, I think. <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force, yeah. I want candy, bubblegum and taffy. He also did, um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so he did the song Vets Revenge or uh, something like that. I forget the name of it, but it's about, it's about Boba Fett. Oh. My backpacks cool. got jets. I'm Boba, the Fett. I'm a bounty hunter. <laughs> I, I have heard that. I have that. Yes. <laughs> you guys, that was MC Chris. You know, I'm not all up on the rap game. <laughs> uh, my rap game's weird because all the rappers I listen to are like ridiculously white. <laughs> I don't want you to take offense to this, but I feel like you listen to Little Dicky. I love Little Dicky. We're <laughs> <laughs> watching Dave this week, like like two weeks ago. It's great. <laughs> Dave is no. fucking hilarious. He's like he's like goes in to see his doctor, and he's like, before you look. <laughs> My uh, umbilical cord got wrapped around my dick when I was a baby, and like it, it some of my skin fell off. So they used my ball skin for my shaft skin. You know that that's so, real. You know he really has that. I want to see it. That's yeah, right. Supposedly it's real. That's not a lie. I want to see it. Like I want to walk up to him at a show and be like, I want to see your dick that has the same skin as your balls. I want to see what the. <laughs> Greg, if you don't know this rapper named Little Dicky, when he was born, his umbilical cord wrapped around his penis, and I think it ripped his skin off. So they used his testicle skin for his dick skin, and it's not the same texture. So he has like the saggy, like ball skin for his dick. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine that? Well, something else to where like he, 
he had like a he has like two pee holes just to plug yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I have a friend like that, but that's because he got a Prince Albert piercing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have to cover one of the holes when you pee when you have that piercing? I, I I'm not familiar. I don't know. <laughs> Did you get one for science? <laughs> yes, <I will. laughs> we'll have a follow-up podcast in a few months is it weird that we're talking everything but metal and you're wearing a fucking behemoth shirt <laughs> <laughs> like we said before we went on the air i don't think satan listened to like behemoth i don't think he listens to sabbath he sits there and listens to frank zappa frank sinatra <laughs> Well, you you know he's like burning people while singing "I did it my way." (laughs) (laughs) Or some Johnny Cash. He had to get down to some cash. Tom Waits, maybe. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) Tom Waits. I love Tom Waits, but he sings like he just smoked nine packs of cigarettes. Like he sings kind of like uh Bob Dylan, but makes more sense. Yeah, that's fair. That's the way to put it. Like Tom Waits would be like, I was talking to my woman. And if that was Bob Dylan, he'd be like, ain't hanging him. I had an ex that went and saw Bob Dylan in concert, and he doesn't do original songs live anymore. Not very often. He'll do like a bunch of Frank Sinatra covers, two originals, and then leave. You know, I think I think I someone else was telling me about that. And can you imagine how pissed off you would be? You show up to a Bob Dylan show, and he does nothing of his own. I would I would kind of laugh at the irony because he gets up and leaves, and you think there's an encore, and you're like, you're like he's like, you're like already like, back on the bus. Everybody's in the crowd for like an hour. Like, what the fuck is this? A Guns N' Roses concert? What the hell? <laughs> I saw Guns N' Roses recently. Two songs in, I left because it was late. Because they was 45 minutes late to begin with. They're still still doing that? Occasionally. It was at a festival. They showed up about 45 minutes late. They're supposed to be on stage at 9. They showed up at 9.45. They're they're on time when last time I saw them. On their own tours, they are. But at festivals, festivals, they're late. But uh, on their own shows, they'll show up on time. They need a I manager mean, to tell them one time, song. and then they can be late because their actual set time is 45 to an hour later. <laughs> you guys play at 11 a.m. <laughs> have you heard their new song? The new, the new song? Yeah, not yet, not song? yet. How is it? It sounds like I, Talking Heads meets Guns N' Roses. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, it was an old song that never really got released, but they redone it. Yeah, um, okay. the from what I read, it was originally supposed to be on Chinese Democracy. They yeah, played yeah. it live in 2001 to 2003 when Buckethead was in the band. Which, by the way, the Chinese Democracy tour started in 2000 fucking one. The album didn't come out till 2008. <laughs> but anyway, you digress. They, they toured the album from Still 2001. It was, but they toured the album from 2001 to 2003 with songs that actually made the album on it. But there's one song that didn't make the album. It was called Silkworms. Well, fast forward, Buckethead left the band. Silkworms, I think, was written by Buckethead. So they took it out of the set. They kept touring it. It never made the album. Fast forward, Slash is back in the band. This most recent tour. They put it back in the set. It is now called Absurd. And they finally released it recorded with Slash on guitar. Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't know all that, man. Damn. 
And Axl Rose's vocals don't sound like Axl Rose. It sounds like, you know, the talking heads. Totally. Yeah, yeah. How it's like spoken word singing. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a part of the song where it's like, listen, motherfucker, to the song that should be heard. The comments when I got posted up and somebody said, uh, somebody said was like, uh, why does Axl's voice sound like he was singing for like a loudspeaker or a megaphone or something? He was in uh, the studio. He was. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, whenever he's live, uh, whenever they perform that song live, his microphone will have a um, effect added to it that sounds like a megaphone. Oh, gotcha. Right on. I just didn't dig it. I just... It's yeah, a I'll, good song. If I the vocals left it as instrumental, I'll probably like it. It's a good yeah. song, but it's weird because like you still can hear the Buckethead influence in the beginning. Like uh, It still sounds like a Buckethead song, but it has like a slash solo in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> And Axel will randomly add his like classic high pitched scream just so that you're like, oh yeah, that's Guns N' Roses. Oh, just like a. Can we discuss how it's weird that Axel Rose from the year 2004 to 2009 he couldn't sing, and then he joins a uh, ACDC and then brings backslash and now he can sing again. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was all those memes going around of like him not able to sing he was out of shape and then he comes back and he's like slim and can sing i'm like dude acdc yeah. did you wonders bro <laughs> vince neil take notes dude vince neil needs to join acdc <laughs> oh, my oh my god that is one of my favorite videos of all time on the internet is that is the misheard vince neil my favorite part of that video is Big Mac 103. Oh, <laughs> yes. Anytime I'm feeling sad, I just watch that video and it automatically <laughs> makes me feel better. Uh, did you see that, Did you see the that, cameo video he did? Oh, yeah. We're just all wasting yeah. shit. <laughs> Somebody paid $500 for Vince to be like, his video goes out to Hank and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The person that buys a cameo from him, they expect that that's what they're going to get. Also, they probably loved it. <laughs> they did. They actually came out and said that it's kind of disappointing, but they still love that Vince Neil did a video for them. Vince Neil's wasted drunk in this video. Come on. <laughs> He's all fucked up. Well, what kind of pisses me off a little bit is like Vince came out and he was like, oh, Ozzy, you guys want to hear Ozzy Osbourne? I can talk to you like him. Please do. <laughs> oh, how are you guys doing this evening? Great, Ozzy. How are you? <laughs> oh, 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 I took a shit the other day. And it looked like uh, it looked like Gary Busey. <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> I feel like nice. I can understand too many of those words. <laughs> well, I'm I'm impersonating Ozzy now, not Osborne. Oh, not not like on the Osbournes. No, on the Osbournes, he was like, oh, 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 <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody stole my bears. <laughs> Have you seen that episode? Probably at some point. So. <laughs> Ozzy came out of his bedroom fucking trashed drunk. His clothes are on all funny. And he's like, hey, Shan. Shan's like, what? He's like, somebody drank on my biz. And Sharon was like, who, who, who could that have been? And he's like, 
I don't know. And they turned around and went back into his room. (laughs) That guy's a national treasure. And he really is. Definitely. You guys said that you liked my uh, photo editing of putting Grack's face on different people. Yes. I didn't think this face would blend this well, and it's kind of terrifying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a t-shirt, man. (laughs) What you gonna do, Carol? (laughs) (laughs) Hogan's face blends so well with Tiger King. It does. Like, Uh, what you gonna do? Adam's beard. Are you a friend with this Adam Ray Thompson? Yeah, he shot our video for Faceless Savior. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Faceless Savior. What's that song yeah. about? Uh, I think it's about things and stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, th- <laughs> you're starting to sound like Boomhauer. I mean, that's about things and stuff. No, things and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam's a cool dude. Three Adams in this fucking oh, chat now. <laughs> yeah, we got three. I appreciate that, dude. There's a lot of Adams. We need to start changing names. That's why I went for the future. All you Adam should start a band called Adam and the Not Ants. And you should just be an Adam and the Ants cover band. Gorak, weren't you a Doof Warrior the other day for the episode? Yeah. Yeah. That, I like but then like Eric 13, because I'm on uh, Eric 13's Patreon, and I'm on like his uh, private Instagram thing, page, and he does like these Friday night live, live streams. He goes, Gorak from the future, we're going to be doing this podcast together, and it's like this popular thing on YouTube. I'm like, popular? I'll take oh, that. <laughs> we're popular, man. we got to meet up the hype. <laughs> Shit. You guys have had some rad guests, though, man. I mean, how'd you guys get hooked up with, like, Ryan Roxy and shit? I mean, you just start hitting them up, or how that come? Sto- funny story about Ryan. Um, all the guests kind of flowed in after Ryan, because he's a relatively known name. Um, but Ryan and I actually met... Um, it wasn't at an Alice show. He, uh, Alice's backing band will do something called the Goon Squad. That was where, rad. so rad, dude. I love that shit. Yeah, they'll do the lineup, but do covers and things off of their like solo shit. Like they won't do like Alice songs usually. Right. Like they'll do like one like schools out. But they came out one day, and I didn't really meet Ryan that night. But I started like trolling him on Instagram, like the asshole that I am, and like. <laughs> Like, he'd post a picture, and I'm like, oh, that's Kip Winger. I love that guy. <laughs> but, but, but I just, I just fuck with him. And then we started talking on Instagram. We met at a Goon Squad show, and we've been friends ever since. He supports the show. I support his. And that's so cool. He, eventually, he just came on the show. And due to him coming on the show, AC Slade and Ryan are friends, and Grack knows AC. So we kind of yeah, – it's all about knowing people. And then we're getting Michelle Titian on the show because – legendary producer steve brown who is no longer with us he passed away last year or was it this year beginning of this year i think oh, it was dude, i can't remember i think yeah. it was early this year there's so many it was, deaths. I think it was like a week after you interviewed him yeah we were like, long long no it was like a month after a month after. yeah yeah um he he was on the show and he talked about the drive foundation and he wanted to come back on with Michelle to discuss the drive foundation. And in his memory, we are bringing her on to discuss the drive foundation. We're dedicating that entire episode to the memory of producer, Steve Brown. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, I came along. And then he came <laughs> along. Originally we had uh, my buddy, Tony uh, as the co-host, but he's going to college. He can't really do it anymore. So we brought Adam on. 
the regular guest. Yeah, as a yeah. regular guest. Have you guys had uh, you guys haven't had Chuck Garrick on yet? Have you? Not yet. I'm working on it. Oh, that's right. I love fucking Be So Blanco, man. So yeah, no, I got that book too. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I I'm think working that's how on. Me and Borax started uh, chatting on Instagram. <laughs> uh, fucking, I think uh, I look. I was doing some guitar videos or something like trying to learn like breakdown. I think maybe, and I looked up like the hashtag Bisto Blanco. I saw him jam, and I'm like, "Hey, how's that fucking uh, intro go or whatever?" <laughs> yeah. How did you How did you guys fucking meet? Um, we met through Ryan Roxy's chat, I believe, on in the trenches, and then I started uh, Pink Sock not long after that. We were gonna say Tinder, but that'd be just too weird. <laughs> no, we met, we met on Grinder actually. <laughs> We went on Craigslist and under Men Seeking Men. I, I didn't I didn't know it was for two gay guys to meet up. I thought it was just I needed a co-host. So I went on Men Seeking Men. And then Garak sent me a picture of his dick. Innocent post on Craigslist ever. And Garak answered it thinking he was gonna get some hot man action. Well he saw he he saw he saw the word pink sock and he's like, oh he was in. <laughs> and now he's just stuck here. <laughs> he's like, God, I gotta get Man, when he saw my when he saw when he saw that picture of my head over Dwayne the Rock Johnson's body, he goes, Ah, oh, this guy, I gotta have him as my co-host. Really it was an instant man chub. Well, I, I couldn't get the real the rock because he's busy. He's actually working on turning into the rock. He has the tribal tattoo over his tip. Yeah. He's working on it. Transformation. <laughs> what do you like, actually, I've already worked on it. Can't you tell on that picture? The hilarious <laughs> thing. The hilarious thing about Tender, Grack actually promotes the podcast on Tender. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he'll, get women, he'll, get, he'll get women matching with him and he'll be like, hey, baby, I'm on this podcast called Pink Sock Podcast. Go check it out. It's live every Monday. I don't I know mean, if you see what is, what is, what is you see other the, than a social media site and, you know, just a hookup app. That's all you well, that's my, actually, my, That's how we got Ryan Roxy on here through Tinder. Um, <laughs> well, I remember one of the promo pictures she made, and it was uh, us. I mean, it was my head. It was me holding a sign, Pink Sock Podcast. Blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Advertise on Tinder, right on the corner. No, I put, <laughs> I put, no, I put, he was holding up one of them signs, and it says, uh, Pink Sock Podcast, live every Monday and ahead of the time. And down in the corner of the poster, with like an asterisk, it said, as seen on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> So if you guys want autographed copies of that, because I got bills to pay since I'm still in lockdown, so <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> now I know I know Alan is a, a jack of all trades, a jack off of all trades, or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> he also has his own merch company. I do. Yes. Condemned culture, as you can see right there. Condemned culture, and we got whoever this sexy guy is. Is Thanks, that um, Johnson? Is that Ace Von Johnson? <laughs> Even lift, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and the, who's this oh, guy? Who's that guy? Hell yeah. Oh, no, same guy as this. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was your fanboy. There you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate the support, man. Um, I've always had a you know an appreciation for just badass fucking clothes. I mean, I've wore band tees. Fucking basically since elementary school, you know, <laughs> fucking buying Marilyn Manson tees and shit at the the disc jockey. Do you remember disc jockeys at all? <laughs> <laughs>
That was back in the day. Back in the day, man. Yeah. This jockey became FYE, became MT Mall. Yeah. That was back when bands used to actually sell CDs at their merch yeah, tables. Yeah, dude. <laughs> now it's they so just have crazy. like the now most most local bands anyway have just papers that have like the Spotify links and shit. <laughs> we have well, those. We have some download cards. We still have some physical copies too, though. We still so. have physical copies. <laughs> but you yeah, I mean, still... it's, it's always been in the back of my mind to kind of create uh, just a, a badass T-shirt company, and uh, I'm not like all about super um, like busy designs and stuff right now they're pretty they're pretty simple but they're like you know effective you know like a shirt that says rock and roll motherfucker who wouldn't want that you know so yeah i started sorry, that about, the dog, sorry about the dogs in the background if you hear them barking i'm surprised mine isn't making any noise he's crashed out right now but uh, well my my roommates aren't home and usually when they're not home they put the dogs in the kennels because i can't really get to them because like i'm running around and shit and i don't yeah. like cleaning up dog shit so True, <laughs> but yeah, they 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 might bark from time to time. So. Well, no, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, it started a couple months ago, and I mean, if anyone out there listening is interested in checking it out, uh, condemnedculture.com. We've got uh, right now it's just primarily t-shirts. Um, Gorak, you've been hassling me for some beanies and hoodies and shit. Uh, yeah, working on this Do you guys sell condoms? <laughs> Not yet. Working on it. I don't think that that's, that's a big You know what's? Hey, I, I want to say something though. I want to say something though. Your your shirt that he just showed kind of looks like the Motley Crue logo on their farewell tour. Nice, dude. <laughs> I love that, dude. I love simple shit like skull and crossbones and shit like that. You know. So, I gotta say though, I saw Motley Crue twice on this tour. I saw Motley Crue twice on their farewell tour, and it was oh nice. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> that was the tour run. Hot dog one oh three happened. <laughs> that was the same that was the same tour. But Alice less... Cooper Yeah, go ahead. Alice Cooper was opening, so Totally. I love Cooper's show, man. I dude, like dude. So I saw funny. I saw Cooper for the first time ever in twenty nineteen. It was fantastic. My first time was twenty two thousand seven. I right, saw him what? on the Theater of Death tour with Blue Oyster Cold opening. Ooh, nice, dude. Nice. My first time seeing him was uh, the Halloween Hootenanny with the Murder Dolls and Rob Zombie, and that was the fucking oh, shit. Man. Fuck you. I never got to see Murder Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. What's that, was man? Jo- was Joe that would have been pretty cool to watch. Like, that would have been a, like an epic lineup. It really you know, fucking was. Well, was Absolutely. Yeah, I was fucking blown away for sure. And yeah, yeah, Joey and the Murder Dolls were, were the shit. I think that's the only time I got to see the Murder Dolls, so... Was that your only time you got to see Joey Drummond? Um, no, I saw Joey Drummond Slipknot many times. So that but. shits. I never got to see him with uh, Slipknot because by the time the thing is, is yeah, I saw Alice in two thousand seven. That was my first show. But like my parents were kind of strict about shows. Yeah. The only reason I was able to see Alice and I was in high school around that time is because it was at a fair. So that was kind of my way around it. I'm like, I'm going to the fair. And I went my parents knew I was seeing Alice, but like due to it being at a fair, it seemed safer. So I just, I just, totally. went, to the, I totally. just went to the fair. That night, Alice couldn't do any blood. So the tickets were only 21 bucks a pop. All right, all right. I'm like, I'm like okay, let's do this. But then I realized like outside of that, um, if you'd go to a normal Alice show, his tickets are relatively well-priced. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I saw Alice on the rail many times for like 30, 40 bucks a pop. 
Yeah, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, speaking of fair bands, the only fair bands I ever saw were Confederate Railroad and the Kentucky Headhunters. So. I saw Aaron Tibbet on a fair. <laughs> are, are those like country bands? Isn't the Confederate Railroad band the one that did uh, I Hate Rap? I Hate Rap. Like they uh, did so- the. I know they did uh, Queen Queen of Memphis and uh, fucking a couple other ones. <laughs> There's a country band that does a song called I Hate Rap, and the beginning of it is rap. Like, they're like, I hate rap. I hate rap. And they start rapping, and then it gets to, like, the uh, verse, and he's like, I hate the beat. I hate the rhythm, but I love that melody they put with them. Like, like, it's, a, <laughs> like it's a country song about hating rap but loving rap at the same time. <laughs> fucking, fucking phenomenal. Ever listen to Wheeler Walker Jr.? Yeah, yeah. 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 My buddy just gave me a, one of his vinyl. He's moving to Florida and trying to get rid of some shit. Shout out to our friend Sean. Yes. Um, he gave me a stack of vinyl, everything from Kiss to Motley to Misfits, and then there's a Wheeler Walker Jr. album in there. So I'm going to spin that after the podcast probably. So. I was Hilarious. listening to one of his songs because I'm don't. i not a big country guy, but I love comedy country. Yeah. And like I was listening to Wheeler Walker, and he has a song called Eating Pussy Kicking Ass. Yes, he does. That's the one. <laughs> and it's the beat of LaGrange from fucking ZZ Top. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, how did he get away with that? <laughs> like, I think, like, I, don't even, or something. <laughs> I think it would have been even more hilarious if he didn't even play it. I think he just used the samples from ZZ Top. <laughs> what do you think of ZZ Top continuing on without Dusty? Oh, yeah. that was sad news, man. Yeah. Fuck, that's that was like, a rough two days. It was a rough yeah. two days. Right? For sure. Rough two days. We had a rough fucking week because we lost Joey. We lost the um, violin player of Kansas. Oh, we yeah. lost in the, in the same day, we lost two members of Cinderella. That was the same day. Yeah, that- I didn't know about that one. Yeah, we also lost Biz Markey, the guy that sung You Say He's Just a Friend. Mm-hmm. You say oh. We lost him. And then we lost uh, Dusty Hill of ZZ Top all within like a week. Yeah, it punched to the gut, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, fuck. Like, I thought the year fucking Lemmy died was rough, but Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just got worse from there. The world fell apart after Lemmy died. <laughs> I agree, dude. People say the world fell apart after Bowie died, but I think it was after Lemmy died. I think so. it was after Harambe. Harambe. <laughs> Slayer's farewell tour. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. They caused it. Because yeah, Slayer's, no, like, we're done, we're, Slayer's like, we're done touring, and then COVID-19 hit. <laughs> <laughs> the world like, Slayer's not touring anymore. No one can do anything. <laughs> Doesn't COVID-19 sound like a really good band to open for Anthrax? <laughs> I think it's really weird that bands name themselves after shit that's only going to be temporary. Like nobody knows what Anthrax is anymore, other than the band. Right, <laughs> right. It was like a big thing in like 2001. Yeah, for so a minute. I, I think it'd be kind of weird if like I come out with a band of like a disease that happened years ago, not one now. Like I want to come out with bubonic plague or like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Spanish flu, but, we have to be, <laughs> but it has to be mariachi music. <laughs> do, do you know why they called it Spanish flu? Which is kind of weird. Isn't Don't. it like a super like 
it's like it's like super racist or something. It's, it's, it's like, super it's super racist, and there actually is a legit deep conspiracy behind it that the government hasn't admitted to yet, but there's proof of it. Um, our government was at war with I forget who at the time, but our troops were stationed in Spain, and this new disease was spreading amongst our troops, but they didn't want our troops to look weak. So they didn't tell anyone or government did not tell anyone at all. Well, the leader of Spain ended up getting it. And then they're like, Oh, that's where it came from. It's the Spanish flu. So they didn't want us some of that. They don't want us to look weak. So like, oh, the Spains are weak. Like it was, it was like fucking weird. <laughs> you Spanish people, and I think that's where all the hatred of Spanish people came from. That's that's, that's where. <laughs> I want to create like a conspiracy that doesn't exist, that doesn't make any sense, just to see how dumb people are. At this point, uh, yeah, you could probably do any number of things. Isn't isn't there already? Like <laughs> A bunch there, of them. Yeah, there's too many of them. There's, there's the Earth is flat people. Um, the, Q, uh, the QAnon shit was crazy. How many you know people ate that up? You know the what's QAnon really shit? You know what's yeah. really crazy? QAnon's nuts, but there is a whole group of people. A comedian I watched the other day discussed this. There's a whole group of people that think the sun is bullshit. No way. <laughs> they think that big ball in the sky. Okay, I'm currently living in Phoenix, Arizona. I can tell you the sun's fucking real. <laughs> it was 125 degrees a couple weeks ago. The sun's fucking real. <laughs> it's alive and well. That's alive and well. Did you, have you always lived in Arizona? I thought you were like from Kentucky or some shit. I'm from Ohio. I'm moving back okay. to Ohio at next year sometime. But I oh, moved okay. out to Phoenix temporarily. My roommate yeah. and friend Tony is out here going to college, and I just said fuck it, packed all my shit, and came out here with him. Oh, right on, man. Very cool. Okay, gotcha. You guys said you're from Illinois. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not the Chicago area. Fucking Central Illinois town called Effingham, Illinois. Don't know if you've heard of it. Why are you guys, why are you guys fucking a ham? That reminds me of Ted. F. Scott Fitzgerald. What the fuck did Scott Fitzgerald do? <laughs> no, that's his name. F. Scott Fitzgerald. His name is fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm glad you broke out a TED reference. Yeah. That's, that's refreshing. <laughs> so, that like solidified Mark Wahlberg as like an actor in my opinion. I agree. I agree. It did. Mark Wahlberg did two of those movies, and both of those are some of his best movies of all time. They are. Totally. I like the other guys a lot too. That was pretty good too. Did did did, did you hear that, buddy? You're covered in rejected black guy sperm. <laughs> 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 did you do you guys you guys are a fan of comedy obviously have you guys heard of tom segura oh god i went and saw him That's in 2019 <laughs> yeah oh my god i love the fucking your mom's house podcast did so you good. ever see when he was on that all, all those morning talk shows he acted like a dj his name's dj dad mouth i think i did i saw some of that yes <laughs> he showed up that on a daytime crazy. 
he showed up on a morning show and they actually cut it a little short because he showed up dressed up like a fucking DJ. And they're like, we got Tom Segura here. He's like, oh no, I'm not Tom anymore. Comedy is like my side thing now. I'm now a DJ. Um, and uh, last, last week I came out as uh, straight and then I came out as gay. Now I'm like gender asteroid neutral. And the interviewer's <laughs> like, what the fuck is gender asteroid neutral? He's like, I'm like gay in space. <laughs> I have a I have a Tom Segura shirt that I bought at his uh, whenever I saw him, and it's just it's his face with like a tear rolling down. It's like a, a drawing. It just says "piss on me, beat me," <laughs> and uh, I wore that on like a date one time because <laughs> like I thought it'd be funny, and she was like. Uh, I mean, if you're into that, but uh, I'm not really that. I was like, no, 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 it's just a joke. Right? And it's funny because he was, he goes, is that you on your shirt? <laughs> the guy that like me. No, it's not. <laughs> is that when the date didn't go well because she didn't know who Tom Segura was? Was that when the date no, went it was bad? Fine. I think it ended up fine. I don't remember. <laughs> I've, not, I've only seen two comedians live. I've not seen Tom, but I did see um, Ron White twice, front row. Amazing show. Ron White's fucking hilarious. And a comedian I hope you guys know. Not a lot of my guests do know them. Uh, Stephen Wright. Heard the name. I've heard the name, but I'm not super familiar with his work. He's very dry comedy. He talks like this. Um, he's, I love dry uh, watch him he's hilarious but he is most famous for remember the movie half baked yeah oh, totally mm-hmm. yeah dude, one of my favorites <laughs> you you know that stranger on the couch that never really was named yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's him <laughs> gotcha that's okay him. yeah but he's yeah, fucking hilarious. he's hilarious like he tells jokes like um i had a dog named spot and i spilled spot remover on him and now he's gone <laughs> kind of like a Mitch Hedberg style. Almost. Mitch Hedberg was highly influenced by him. Oh, right on, yeah, right on. Hedberg was He's, so funny, funny to too, the man. point where Hedberg actually borrowed a joke from him. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, Stephen Wright in 1980s was like, "I bought an ant farm and they didn't grow anything. I tried giving them tractors, nothing." Well, Mitch Hed- <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Hedberg <laughs> borrowed it, and he went way far with like it was a hilarious he was like i bought an farm them fuckers didn't grow shit i was like come on grow me something grow me corn i could rip off your little legs you look like little black snowmen (laughs) (laughs) hedberg was awesome like for sure we uh it's been quite a few years we saw brian posen in st louis at the funny bone i fucking love brian posen (laughs) have you listened to his album dad metal yeah, I actually reviewed that album. I had it sent to me to review it for a uh, media company I helped run. It's so good. It's so it good. Is. I listened to it at the gym one night, and I was like, <laughs> I was like dying laughing and like on the elliptical. It was stupid. I'm I'm one fourth Viking or some shit like that. <laughs> The one that really had me dying laughing is the Weird Al Yankovic appearance in that goddamn album. Yes! Yes! That was so good. That was a shocker. Or Grand, Grandpa Metal that was dedicated and yes, about Grandpa Scott Metal Ian. So good. It was about yeah. Scott Ian. It's Scott about Ian Scott doesn't Ian. like anything new. He only <laughs> likes Grandpa Metal. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, have you heard of this new band called uh, Coffin Cough? And he's like, 
no, what the fuck's that? He's like, it sounds like early maiden. Well, if I want to listen to early maiden, I'll just listen to early maiden. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Scott Ian's actually like that. I've heard, I could see, see that. that. Yeah, yeah, I could see. I've that. heard that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of thrash, favorite thrash band? Testament. Ooh, yeah. I'm with you on that. Testament yeah. and Megadeth for yeah. me. Yeah. I feel like Testament was uh, I mean I know they came out they came out a little after like your Slayer and Metallica, right? Like a couple years. Mm -hmm. But I I think Testament is like just as fucking good. I think they both If not better. Four more yeah. than Anthrax. I go for Death Angel, man. I think they're very underrated. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. If you want to know Did you hear the album that they released in uh early 2019? Um Dark Roots of Earth? No, 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 it's the the newest one. Oh. Uh what is it? Can't it's so good. It's so good. Um, start to finish. And it's like, you listen to it and you're like, oh my God. They're like in their late 50s and they're putting out this fucking masterpiece we, we, of a music. We have this joke that Chuck Billy checks in uh, the hotels as Charles, Charles William. William. <laughs> <laughs> he uses that in formal settings. <laughs> I got an idea for an album for you guys. That? an album called what the fuck is it <laughs> so and so whenever people are like that new album they released what the fuck is it and everybody's like yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah, hell yeah i saw i saw someone comment exodus uh exodus fucking rules yes, too yes speaking of exodus uh grace divide is playing a a festival down in uh full uh cave-in rock called full terror assault September 9th that has Exodus and Nunslaughter and Devourment and fucking all kinds of heavy ass motherfucking bands. So That's awesome, dude. Pretty excited about that one. Where's this at? That's in uh, Cave in Rock, Illinois, like the Southern Illinois, Illinois like the Shawnee Il area, Illinois Kentucky border, like mm -hmm. right on the Ohio River. So oh, it's close to King Turkey over the river. <laughs> it's close to what? King Turkey. Probably <laughs> No, when I when I met um I'm a wrestling fan. I met yes. uh, a guy by the name of New Jack. Dude, New Jack it. was the shit. I met him uh, when I was like 14, and he was a really nice guy. A lot of people have deferring stories. He was nice to me. Um, <laughs> and I had mentioned he how didn't jump off of a balcony onto you and put you through a table. <laughs> no, so we're good. Um, <laughs> But no, he was a cool guy. You just have to you just had to watch approaching him because he's blind in one eye. I didn't know and, that. And if you know anything about New Jack, he's a fucking scary guy. He'll stab you. He will. <laughs> <laughs> he will stab you and not think about it. He's done it before. But yeah, when I met you heard that he passed away, right? Recently? Yeah, yeah. That unfortunately. Sucks. I was actually trying to get him on this podcast. Oh, and, that would have been rad. Um, but New Jack, great guy, um, to me anyway. I haven't talked to him since then. Yeah, like, yeah. like I doubt he would have known who I was if I even asked him to be at like on the show, but I was working on it. Um, yeah. but he told me a story about when he went to Kentucky and he calls it King Turkey because, oh. <laughs> because that's how the people in Kentucky say Kentucky. I live in King Turkey. <laughs> he calls it King Turkey. <laughs> oh, dude! But yeah, New Jack. I love that old school ECW shit, man. The Dudley Boys, fucking Rob Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer, all those dudes, man. That that was the shit. Rob Van yeah. Dam's awesome. He also, um, rumor has it, Rob Van Dam's blood level has 
a lot of THC. Um, <laughs> like if he takes a blood test, he might test positive for some blood in his system. <laughs> he might test positive for some blood in his THC. His veins are just filled with smoke. <laughs> well, he actually has a shirt. Remember um, Ryback? You guys might not have watched wrestling around the time, but Ryback, he yeah, had right. the saying called feed me more. Yes. Well, RVD was in TNA at the time and he made his own shirt that says weed me more. And it has a picture of a, it a, picture of a pot leaf and it says 420. <laughs> nice. Like he's a marketing genius. Like he has a lot of really really, cool, yeah. really cool shit. Like, but with New Jack, he actually was blind in one eye because you need to watch his documentary. He has it on Vice. But I'll tell you the story here. He was um wrestling a guy by the name of Vic Grimes. And this was an ECW, I think. And they were supposed to climb the top of this like area. And it's like 15, 20 feet up. Well, Vic Grimes was supposed to get shoved off and go through a table. Well, Vic got afraid. And the one thing you don't do in wrestling is back down from anything. Yeah, you, got supposed to to, you have to commit. Well, he's like, I'm not doing it, Jack. So Jack went to push him and he grabbed Jack and Jack fell with him. And this 300 pound guy fell on top of New Jack's head onto concrete, splitting his skull. And he had like brain matter and shit coming out of his nose. Jesus, damn, man. Well, three years later, after ECW closed, there was a company called XPW, and they were booking New Jack for a wrestling match. He had to wrestle Vic Grimes in a scaffold match where they're both on a 30 foot scaffold. Well, Vic Grimes was sitting there and he's like, No hard feelings, Jack. And Jack's like, Fuck you. He's like, I'll see you out there. And he walked away. <laughs> Little did Vic Grimes know, New Jack had just bought a taser that was in his pocket. No oh, way. <laughs> <laughs> they both climbed to the top of the scaffold and there was tables underneath. Well, New Jack started tasing this motherfucker. And, and Vic Grimes was like, I can't feel my legs. And New Jack's like, you're not going to need them where you're going. And he grabbed him and threw him off the scaffold. Yeah. Oh, shit. The guy did a front flip, went through a table, and broke his ankle off of the uh, ring rope. Like his oh, ankle shit, hit the rope. Man. And, he's, and in this interview with him on Vice, the dude with no remorse was like, I wasn't aiming for the ring. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, I was aiming for the concrete floor. And he's like, and like, I was remembering walking down that scaffold pissed off that I missed the target. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, the wow. thing is... New Jack was pissed off because Vic Grimes pretty much almost ended his career and never called him once to see if he's all right. Never, nothing. And he's like, yeah, I'll wrestle him. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with Australian wrestling? What's that? Uh, not too Are much. Are you guys familiar with it? Okay. I watched Australian wrestling once. It was just them fighting a kangaroo. That was the Australian version of ECW. Um, oh, okay. We have a wrestler here named uh, Mr. Fudge. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's Grack. <laughs> Don't let Grack lie to you. That's him. <laughs> he did tattoo cover-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually did, eh? Like... No, but when <laughs> when I when I saw uh, New Jack, then when I saw his documentary, like he did a lot of crazy shit. Like he was wrestling this one guy. Guy head wouldn't sell his moves, and selling in wrestling is when you act like you're being punched. He wasn't doing any of that, and then the guy head butted New Jack on the nose and broke his nose. 
the funny part of the interview was is new jack's like my big ass nose is big as it is you don't need to make it any bigger so, so he said he grabbed this guy in a headlock and he had you know them wolverine blades that you put on your hand and the blades come out yep. he had one of those but one of the blades broke off so he put it in his pocket he pulled out a fucking Wolverine blade and stabbed this guy nine times. Jesus oh, God, Christ. dude. <laughs> he went to court, and the judge is like, you stabbed this man 12 times. New Jack's like, nine. And the, inter- <laughs> and, the, and the judge is like, why do you say nine? He's like, I fucking counted. David Arquette was in a fucking death match with like Nick Gage or some shit. And fucking yeah, and he, got- yeah. yeah. No, he got sliced here, and he almost yes. uh, died because they sliced yeah. his. Uh, yeah, he's yes. a wrestler now. Oh, it's kind of weird, fake, man. What the hell? <laughs> you know what's weird about David Arquette? <laughs> David Arquette started wrestling recently, but his debut in wrestling, he became WCW World Heavyweight Champ. Nobody debuts as world champ. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that dude. Did you about the movie or like a documentary or that or something like that? No, what happened was the reasoning why he was made world champion is they because they were promoting Ready to Rumble. And oh yeah, that was the, the movie. The thing is, make DDP champ or somebody in the goddamn movie that's a real wrestler. Don't bring in a fucking actor off the street and give them the world title. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like that actually destroyed WCW. Like they died like a few years later. Yeah. Like it was awful. Like you remember they, I they... in WCW back in the day? <laughs> oh yeah, with Vampiro. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then that before that, really in... for a while. Before that, it was the Misfits with Vampiro, and then they brought in ICP. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, Good times, man. <laughs> ICP. Yeah, I agree. I actually, I, I, I watched more WCW back then than like WWE. Like, yeah, and that was. I, mean, I was kind of opposite. I was more of a WWF fan, but I, I love WCW. Don't get me wrong. But, well, the uh, Attitude yeah. Era, the Attitude Era. Yeah, a lot of era. People, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize this. Most of their characters, if not all, was stolen from ECW because. ECW had the great idea, but they didn't have the national audience. What totally. better thing to do than to steal from this company and then buy it later? <laughs> yeah, ECW was shit back in the day. Stone Cold, yeah, yeah, I agree. Stone Cold was an idea taken from the Sandman. Yeah, totally, dude. Uh, mankind. Beers and shit way before Stone Cold. <laughs> mankind and Cactus Jack was both taken from New Jack because he was jumping off of shit. Yeah. Mick Foley actually personally called New Jack and thanked him for quitting ECW because he didn't have to jump off shit anymore. Like Jesus. But what pissed me off as a wrestling fan back then was like WWE would buy guys from other companies that could make their product better and then would just have them lose or make them look awful. Like DDP was brought in and he just stalked the Undertaker and lost to him. Like he was the stalker for like his wife or some stupid shit. <laughs> oh, uh, your shirt reminds me of a story I heard. Behemoth. Yeah. Um, I was on Instagram one day and I follow the guys at Behemoth and I also follow Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Rob Halford is a huge modern metal fan. I don't know if you guys are aware. This motherfucker posted online him holding a guitar pick next to the singer of Behemoth. And he's like, guess who I saw tonight? And I caught a guitar pick. I'm like, wait, he he personally bought a ticket to see Behemoth and they invited him backstage. And then, and then fought his way up front. Can you imagine yeah. if they had a show and you see Rob Halford like, 
trying to squeeze by it. <laughs> I think the crowd was just like, fuck it, it's Rob Halford, and they just split for him. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, did you see of Guy Fieri and his son at a, uh, at a Slipknot concert? No. <laughs> Oh man, he's like got a hoodie on. It's all incognito. He's, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, he's like straight down to Flavor Town, man. I would get really confused because I'd be like, is that Guy Fieri or is that Sammy Hagar? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know who to ask who he was. I'd walk up and be like, I really love your band. When I loved when you were in Van Halen, dude. I'm going to Flavor Town. What the fuck? Are you <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to do that just to be a dick. Like, if I ever see Guy Fieri, I want to be like, Sammy Hagar, I want a photo with you. Did you hear that fan that went and saw Tool? He went and got his picture taken, and the guy that took the picture was Ethan Allen, and he didn't know who it was. Oh, shit. I thought it went viral. What's hilarious was is it, Tim, our bass player one time met um, – like went and saw Slipknot and then met Joey and asked Mick to take the picture because he didn't recognize Mick. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what's stupid? A friend of mine met the members of Slipknot, but it was at like a festival. And I don't know if you know this or not, but at certain festivals, if you buy like a, a merchandise or whatever, you get to meet the band or take a picture with them. Right. Well, well, Slipknot was there and they were one of the bands that you got to meet. First time ever, it was a headlining band. He came back. He's like, that was fucking bullshit. I'm like, what? They were all wearing identical masks and you didn't know who was who. (laughs) (laughs) And all it was was like, you walk up, take a picture with them and leave. So he's like, I didn't know who the fuck I was taking a picture. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, can you at least pull your sleeves up so I know what tattoos you got? Like, what the fuck? I noticed uh, bands and Corey Taylor even does. It has tattoos of their band on them. Like, do you guys have a tattoo like that? Uh, kind of. Kind of. I I have this clock, which is from uh, the very first Grey's Divide EP. So that's as close as I have to like a band tattoo. So. And then I have this is this is our old band's logo. It was buried in black. But yeah. I drew this when I worked at a porn shop. Actually, <laughs> speaking of Corey Taylor. <laughs> Buried in Black sounds like a porn title. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a good Friday night. <laughs> no, that kind of reminds me. The reason why I asked that is I saw this, like, I forget who it was, but it was some comedy artist. And they did a music video, and it showed, like, the name of their band tattooed on them. And then the band broke up in the music video, so they put an X through it. And they tattooed the next band underneath of it. <laughs> I saw this one that's really cool. And you should probably do that with that tattoo since they're not together anymore. You should, um, I saw this person got like a tramp stamp of like their boyfriend or whatever on them. And when they broke up, they put a void sticker tattoo over <laughs> top of it. <laughs> so you should get a void sticker. So what bands, I'm going to ask some real questions here since we're an hour in and all we did was talk about random shit like we normally do. I love it, um, dude. <laughs> this is why I love bringing people on because it's something different. It's a taste of yeah. differency. That was um, a huge appeal of coming on here, actually. Like I loved the, just the off-the-cuff style, man. Fuck yeah. Well, it's more I, it's less of an interview, and you get to know like kind of the yeah. person a little more. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's in just, my opinion, that's what an interview should be. You get to yeah. know the person, not like 
oh, who influenced you or whatever. Like that style's great and all. It really is like right, for certain course. people. But like everybody doing it just it's too much. Like well, that's influenced- the reason why I get you guys on here because I know you guys will dig it. So Yeah, dude, we're having a great time. Fuck yeah. So are you guys like who has the most hair in your band? Tim, our bass player. <laughs> okay. You talked about fucking uh, how no one on this podcast ever has hair. I'm with Gorak in that department. I got nothing going on with the bandana and hat. So. I've got a Apparently, I look like this right <laughs> at least, at least you guys aren't doing the Brett Michaels thing, and you wear the bandana over a balding head of hair. I'm proud of this shit, man. <laughs> Brett, Brett Michaels wears a wig, I guess, from what I've heard. And he I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard. He wears a bandana over top of it. Yeah, Paul. At least he admits he wears a wig. Like people in like Kiss and shit's like, we don't wear wigs. I'm like, right. okay, Bullshit. hear me out. Hear me out on this. Like they might not off stage, but like on stage they almost have to because like Paul Stanley, as we all know, did the whole Phantom of the Opera. And he had short hair during that. He went on tour with Kiss and had a full head of hair. Nobody grows hair that fast. <laughs> right. What the fuck? It's impossible. Maybe Ron Jeremy, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was Ron Jeremy for a Halloween one year. It was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. uh, nobody can pull off the real Ron Jeremy because nobody can go that long without showering. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Jeremy I like my... Slick my hair back and make it look like it was real greasy. It was back whenever I had long hair. It was looks great. Gross. I met a friend. Well, I had a friend that met Ron Jeremy, and she's like, I'm convinced that he doesn't use grease in his hair. That's just from not showering. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's people that's worked with him in the porn industry, and he stinks and like he falls asleep all the time because he has narcolepsy. Oh, shit. I didn't know he had narcolepsy. Yeah, could you imagine? You're like, I'm going to be professional and I'm going to unfortunately have sex with Ron Jeremy because I'm new in the industry. Um, and then this big bear that fucking smells like used gym socks is like falling, a, is like falling asleep on you. He's like, oh, you want some of this, baby? You want some of this? I'm going <laughs> to... What's weird about Ron is like he did an interview one time and he can get hard on command and it's just weird because like he grabbed the interviewer's hand without even asking if it's all right and he's like oh feel my dick I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I think that was Ron Jeremy not been me too yet he has he, has. he actually oh, he's in jail something. right now he's in jail I did not know that <laughs> he raped okay here's the thing he got away with rape for like years. Because he raped porn stars that he did scenes with. So people are like, oh, they're porn stars. I don't count. And like, he would invite them to his hotel room to like discuss business or pay them. And then he'll rape them. And like, he finally came out that, yeah, it all happened. And yeah, he's serving time right now. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know that at all. Obviously, Speaking I don't of, follow Ron Jeremy regularly. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, Bill Cosby's out now and he's talking about going on tour. Shit. <laughs> Watch your drinks. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing about Ron about the Bill Cosby is, is he did a show in Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh. You might remember this. He was still on trial for this shit in Pennsylvania. And if you're on trial for something like that, you don't make jokes about that at a comedy show. <laughs> that that kind of shows in a shows like guilty or whatever. Right. Well, he was doing the show, and this woman got up, got a glass of water, came back. Bill Cosby stopped the show and was like, don't you know better than to drink in front of me? <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> He's like, boop-a-doop-a-doop, don't 
He went to jail though, so I guess the truth was in the pudding. Um <laughs> like, it's fucked up. Like, I think people should be held accountable for their shitty actions. Oh, but yeah, there's agreed. a lot, but there's a lot of people that get like canceled for shit that they're not like it's not awful. Like Louis C.K., it was awful what he did, but he wasn't raping anyone. Right. Correct. Right. Did you watch his recent stand-up special? Uh, I don't know if I've seen his most recent one, no. It's not on any streaming platform. You have to get it directly from him. It's called Sincerely oh. Louis. It was um, like nope. um, it was like Horace and Pete kind of. You had to get it directly from him. Did yeah. you ever watch that? That was super good. No, but the thing with this special, nobody would pick it up due to the whole thing that mm-hmm. happened. And Lewis came up on stage and he was like, he was doing his stand up and he's like, you know, a lot of people are into fucked up shit. And he's like, well, a lot of people. And he started pointing <laughs> at him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, the thing is, the difference between you and me is, is like your fucked up thing is between you and your partner. Maybe they're friends if they say it. The whole world knows mine. Barack Obama. <laughs> Knows that I like jerk off in front of people. <laughs> and he's like, the thing is, he's like, the thing I learned is even if you get permission, you gotta make sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause the thing with Lewis was is he would invite he invited two girls to his hotel room. And he's like, I'm gonna take my pants off and jerk off now. And they're they're like just sitting there, and he took off his pants, jerked off, and they left. And I'm like, okay, he didn't hold them down to enforce them. It is fucked up that he used this power right. that way. But, right. like, he didn't force anybody. And then another time he asked a woman if he could jerk off in front of them, like, on a set of a show, which is fucked up. It's not professional. And then he did it on the phone. Now, Dave Chappelle mentioned this. He's like, the woman was on the phone, right? Yeah. Hang up. Uh, <laughs> hang up. <laughs> and Chappelle also said, he's like, there's nothing less threatening than a man with his own cum on his chest. Like, <laughs> So true. <laughs> like nothing less threatening. <laughs> you what? Have you seen Chappelle's like I would say my, like five most recent specials that he released within the last year? I watched a couple of them. The the first few that came out, I was I was watching them. He's still got it. He's fucking yeah. hilarious. Oh, and did you hear he recently? Um, he was his whole Chappelle show thing. Netflix had Chappelle show on it. And yeah. Dave Chappelle wasn't making any money off of it because Comedy Central owned him right. still. Well, he told Netflix the whole situation. They took Chappelle's <laughs> show off. HBO followed suit. So did all streaming platforms, meaning Comedy Central got fucked out of all that money. So Comedy Central was like, fuck it, you can have it. And they gave it back to Chappelle. So he owns the Chappelle show now. That's awesome. As it should be. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it really should be. <laughs> and now a rumor has it he's working on a new season. No way. No, I had heard really? that. I did hear that. Yep. I saw like an article about it. Yeah. He's working on a new season. He actually, in 2016, before this all happened, like before he got it back, he actually brought back some characters from the Chappelle show on Saturday Night Live. Nice, dude. Because he reenacted, you know, that Walking Dead scene where Negan walked around and yeah. then killed. Oh, yeah. He reenacted that, but with three of his most famous yes. Chappelle show characters or four of them. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. The crackhead was like, Man, why you gotta why you gotta have that up, man? Every time somebody because they're all on their knees, it's like every time I've been on my knees, there isn't there isn't a weapon, and it's always dick. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like hilarious. Like each character, and then he of course plays the white guy that he always plays whitey or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's 
fucking hilarious. You need to watch that. It's great. Because <laughs> the crackhead gets his head knocked off and he fucking picks it up. His body picks it up. He's like, he's like, thanks to, because this was when Trump first became president. He's like, thanks to Trump, my insurance is going to end soon, so I better get my head put it back on while I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hilarious. And then they uh, called the... Uh, they had the blind black white supremacist on that sh- on that yes. episode. Yes. <laughs> and he's sitting there like, you do realize that you're black. He's like, uh-uh, man. White is back. And he put on a Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> what are you drinking? Liquid Red Bull? Death. Liquid Death. Okay. You know what? I'm going to do a marketing ad for Liquid Death right now, okay? Please do. <laughs> Are you guys tired of drinking water out of a glass or a bottle? Well, now try our new canned water. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid Death. I'm going to do a podcast um, with company. Yeah, go ahead. What's that? Isn't that Blasco's company or something? I was going to say Blasco. I was just listening to a podcast with Blasco, and I, I know he is a big shareholder in Liquid Death. But, I mean, he, he kind of explained how the idea behind Liquid Death was, like, what is the lamest kind of shit that we can make fucking badass? And lo and behold, canned I water. A, I thought it was a bad bet. Like, I bet, you can't, make, I bet you can't make money off uh, canned water. Watch me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Their advertising is, is great. Have you seen any of, like, the, the animated videos that they release, like the ads? Yeah, I've seen a few, yeah. yeah. You know who else is a marketing genius is the company uh, Dr. Squatch. I don't know if you've yes. ever heard of that. Yes, they well, are. They're <laughs> fucking marketing genius. They got me really considering switching. <laughs> I've actually... To the advertising really badly. I've tried their products. I actually have their shampoo, their conditioner, and different types of soap. It's really good product, but their soap does dissolve rather quickly. Really? So if, so if you get their soap, get like three or four of them. Because, like, one bar of soap might last you two weeks. Oh, wow. And then you'll have to get a new one. It depends on the type of soap, too, that you get. Like, I I have sensitive skin, so I can't get, like, pine or anything like that because I'm allergic to pine, which, funny story, um, one time my mom, not thinking to look at the ingredients list, which I'm the same way, nothing against her or anything, she bought me a lotion to help with my sensitive skin. Well, we didn't think to look to see what the ingredients list was. I started breaking out in hives, and I'm like, this lotion might help. And I'm spreading it all over. (laughs) And I have hives all over. I'm like, this lotion ain't fucking working. And I look at the back of it, pine. I'm like, God. (laughs) I I saw that uh, Rachel Boland from uh, Skid Row has his own, like, uh, soap company. Dirty Rocker. Dirty Rocker. Yeah, dude. Have you tried that shit yet? Is that like? I want to. Me too. ain't shit here, so it's kind of shit. A oh, bummer, man. <laughs> I still, I'm yeah. still saying. I you like, know who I, does does ship to Australia? Condemned culture. international order. This guy. Yeah, shipping yeah. might <laughs> shipping might cost an arm and a leg, but same with cat fight coffee. I, I pay a lot for cat fight coffee, but it's worth it. <laughs> I love Catfight Coffee, man. Are you guys sponsored by them yet or no? <laughs> Try, I'm trying. Oh, wow. hasn't so. replied yet. <laughs> I Good promote shit. like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I told I told my buddy Zach from Death Comes Lifting. I do a podcast with him every Sundays. 
I told him like, dude, every time we go on the air, we always just tell them, like tell the get uh, the people that we're uh, sponsored by you guys. I hope you don't mind. Cause now I'll go for it. I'm like, cool. Now we're sponsored by you guys. <laughs> if you come on the show and you have something to promote, you're, you're now sponsored. Um, <laughs> even even if you don't want to be, I'm like, oh, I'll promote you. Totally, <laughs> I'm waiting for the lawsuit. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, okay. yeah. Condemned culture. That sounds like a band, right? <laughs> I oh, wanted yeah. to have like a, a band T-shirt vibe, but no band. So. <laughs> that would, that's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna buy a shirt and be like, I saw them in concert. And everybody, <laughs> I just want to see who's full of shit. Like, go to- <laughs> like my favorite like videos online are the ones where people are like at Coachella and they're like, hey. Are you like here to see Billy and the Squires? And then you saw them in 2018. It's fucking great. Like, they just make up their names. They're all fucking drunk as shit. They're like, oh, yeah. That's all Billy Squires. I saw one that was hilarious. They're like, are you here to see Hendrix? And it was like some like 16 year old that don't know much better. And she's like, yeah. Like you'll be waiting a while. <laughs> You're late. <laughs> I love watching those interviews. There's this guy that walks the streets at like rallies and shit and like protests, and he will ask them like off the wall questions, and they'll like agree with it, and then they'll try to defend their view, but they're also like co- contradicting their beliefs. Yeah, <laughs> Like he went to a Trump rally one time and he was asking them like all kinds of weird questions. Like he said this, do you stand by it? And he never said that. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, I saw it on the news. <laughs> this morning I saw it on the news. Who's that metal dude that walks around like and asks like people do their like best metal screams and like. Uh, <laughs> Eric Dines. Yeah, yeah, yes. hilarious, yes. man. Yes. I, love I, love, I love all of this shit. Yeah. I saw Jerry trying Dines to get him on here. So I've sent him oh, a couple of emails, but he hasn't replied back. I saw, Jared, I, I, saw Jared, I saw Jared in concert. Oh, really? Nice um, I didn't realize he was with the band at the time, but uh, when Trivium was touring, their yeah. guitarist, Matt Heafy, couldn't play guitar because he had an injury or something happened. So no, I think it was the birth of his twins. Oh, so he wasn't at the show at all. No. Um. They had um, Jared. Are you just lying about seeing him? (laughs) No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know if Matt Heafy was there at all because the show's a blur. I've been to like over three hundred. I've been to over three hundred shows, so it's kind of hard to keep track. And and I've saw Trivium several times, but at this particular show, um, Jared Dines came out to play guitar, and they had um, that is right because they had um, what's his name the original not the original singer but the singer of uh howard jones yeah howard jones sung for them oh yeah that's right wow cool yeah so cool. it wasn't really trivium it was good. i've seen footage and that actually sounded pretty good it was amazing so Jared Dines, he has those kind of chops huh to, to do matt heafy's or shit or whatever yeah that's opening, the whole lineup was cool because uh triamonte was playing too i think that night Oh, I saw. No, I saw Alter Bridge. Never mind. Not. not oh tomorrow. yeah, you you get you gave me shit. You don't even know who you saw. <laughs> <laughs> you did see Triamonte technically. You saw Creed .0 or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Creed exactly. 0. <laughs> 
Creed is like a, I love Scott Stapp, but I got to give a little bit of hell. Uh, Alter Bridge is kind of like Creed, but with like better everything. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scott Stapp's really good though. Have you heard him in the band Art of Anarchy? I have not. No. Really good band. Um, he's nice. actually their second vocalist. They're a metal band, which imagine singing on fucking. <laughs> I think Creed needs to do a reunion show. Hear me out. Not with Scott Stapp, though. Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see if anybody notices. <laughs> Did you ever see there was a Mad TV skit back in the day that was like, and they were referencing, they're like, all the greatest hits from the 90s from vocalists that you can't understand. <laughs> Eddie Vedder. Um, Hootie like, and the Blowfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look that up afterwards. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's like that scene back to Ted reference. That reminds me of that scene in Ted where he's like, you could add any vowel you want in those 90s songs and it'll work. Like, What did you guys think of? Uh, you saw The Dirt, right, on Netflix? Yeah. What's your thoughts of that movie? Man. It was a good movie, but like, I'm a huge music history buff, and it wasn't historically correct, but it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the him- would have fared better as like a miniseries or whatever? Or, yeah, or no. if, you were, yeah. if you were to make it more historically correct, it would have worked better as a series instead of a movie. Yeah, um, yeah. That's kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. I love the movie, but I like I got a migraine watching it because none of it was historically correct. None of it. Like They're like, oh, Freddie has AIDS. Let's reunite at Live Aid. What? <laughs> <laughs> Queen reunited before Live Aid, and Freddie didn't get AIDS till seven years after Live Aid. What the <laughs> fuck is this shit? <laughs> I'm like, and Freddie didn't come out publicly and say he had AIDS until like he was dead. Like nobody knew. Like it wasn't like common knowledge. Oh, Freddie has AIDS. Like that wasn't common knowledge back then. Like, I don't know. I love Freddie though. Um, nice little trivia. You guys like trivia, right? Sure. <laughs> the first thrash metal song. I've mentioned this on the show a couple times. First thrash metal song by which band? Which band made the first thrash metal song? Uh, I'm stumped. <laughs> he's going to say Queen because we were just talking about Queen. And then queen. He's gonna, Why? <laughs> it, it is Queen. Good it's job. Just, it's actually a song that came out in the 70s, Stone Cold Crazy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah dude. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Dun, 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 Metallica covers it. Totally, yeah. I yeah, think uh, a, I saw Hell Yeah cover it once too back in the day. Well, I love Hell Yeah. I saw it too, man. People give them a lot of shit, but I'm a I'm a fan. So I'm a fan because phases with them. Yeah, I didn't well, like depends. Stampede very much, but <laughs> it depends on the album. Like Hell Yeah is one of those bands that isn't one genre. Like right. yeah, exactly. And that's why I love Chad Gray and shit. Mudvayne's back together. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. that's insane. It's exciting. <laughs> like I'm I don't know if we'll get to see him or not, but yeah, if only. <laughs> Like, I can't wait to hear, dig, bury me. Nailed it. <laughs> he actually sings words, believe it or not. Oh. Absolutely, yeah, man. Black Swine That's covers, big, yeah. actually. 
Oh, you guys covered Nick. Do you actually sing the lyrics or do you go? I think I've seen footage of that. What's that? I think you posted up a video clip of that. Yeah, there's a video floating on Facebook. Yeah. I think you've done Sick Bubblegum. Yeah, Sick Bubblegum. That was pretty good too. Yeah. Much better than my guitar covers, but you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. Sick On our last couple shows here, we've done a uh, tribute to Joey. We've been playing Sick by Slipknot. Yeah. The best of four dudes from yeah. Illinois can, you know. So. <laughs> we're like, we're like neighbors with Iowa. It's fine. Yeah, it's like, we're allowed. You know, what, you know what post I really hate? There was a post going around where it shows Joey Jordison playing his drums upside down, spinning and mm. all that shit. And people was like, Tommy Lee did it first. I'm like, motherfucker, no, he didn't. The first person to do it was a blues artist in the 60s. So sit yeah. down, <laughs> slow your roll. Totally, you can totally. get through this. You can still be talented and like borrow shit from other people. <laughs> That's like a lot of people give shit to bands that like use similar like guitar riffs of other songs and shit. There's only we're using the same twelve fucking chords. Like what? The, right. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers did their song. Uh, I think it was Danny California, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that sounds like Tom Petty's The Last Dance with Mary Jane." And Tom Petty did an interview, and he's like, there's only 12 chords. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, he's like, is the lyrics the same? And the interviewer's like, no. He's like, end of discussion. <laughs> Tom Petty still made his money. <laughs> like, shit. No, I do have a problem with, like, sampling without permission, like some rap artists do. Like um, MC Hammer and uh, Vanilla Ice. Um, <laughs> da -da -dun, da -da -dun, da -da -dun. What's hilarious is is Vanilla Ice's argument was that it does go. It goes da da dun, da 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 Robert Van Winkle. Robert Van Winkle. That's his real name. I remember when Jim Carrey was on uh, the, that show. What is it in Living Color? Yeah. And he fucking parodied that. He's he's like, all right, stop. Well, I do up my laces. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like uh, talking about how his real name is Robert Van Winkle, and he's like, nothing rhymes with Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Robert Van Winkle sound like a, remember that old nursery rhyme or that nursery story that you were told in school about that guy that you had to guess his name and this girl had to guess his name in order to get something back and she heard him in the corner like saying something Van Winkle you know what I mean that old story Van Winkle yeah right? Robert Robert yeah. Van Winkle yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, is eternal. He's just been around uh, for so long. There's, there's a nursery rhyme about him from days of old. <laughs> Robert Van Winkle. Robert, like Vanilla Ice, though, he did have a metal album, a couple of them. Yeah. I saw that. Ice, he, Ice, baby. Yeah. Wasn't that with members oh. of Corn? That was with members of Corn, if I'm not mistaken. No oh, shit. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. Know that. <laughs> Because I think that was around the same time when Korn released that album. And at the end of the album, if you listened to nothing for two minutes, there was a song that would play. And it was Earache My Eye from Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Yeah. And it had Cheech on lyrics. 
and Corn playing the instrumentals. And I think that song came out the same time as that one. Gotcha. Yeah, that's at the end of uh, Follow the Leader, right? Yeah. 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 My mama yeah. tell me how to live. Dun, 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 dun. Because <laughs> <laughs> my head is like a sieve. <laughs> <laughs> Them guys are still going fucking strong. I know, dude. Last, last, last week on the show, I must be in a Cheech and Chong mood because last week on the show, we discussed Tommy Chong. I don't know if you watched that episode or not, but we we slightly touched on the whole Tommy Chong subject. The reasoning why is because Tommy Chong was actually a musician. He played for a band in Motown. And when he was in this band in Motown, he was doing a rehearsal with his band and Jimi Hendrix walked in and jammed with them. What? Holy shit, man. <laughs> he he jammed with Jimi Hendrix. He talked about it in an interview one time. He's like, it was like God walked in the room. <laughs> cool. In reality, but, he never actually jammed with Jimi Hendrix. He was just really fucked up. And <laughs> on acid? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think most of Tommy Chong's stories is just like, I did acid, man, and I met, I met Jimi Hendrix in 82, man. <laughs> Wait, what? Hendrix was dead. I met I met 72, man. He was still dead. I mean 62, man. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram. Tommy Chong's pretty good on Instagram, man. He is. He's got a yeah. bunch of memes and shit on there. Yeah. Like he's yeah. a meme lord. I don't know what he is. <laughs> Him and Snoop, man. Snoop Dogg is fantastic to follow on Instagram. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart are friends, and that's fucking magic. <laughs> that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. Have you seen that meme that's just like pictures of Snoop Dogg doing different things? And it's like, Snoop Dogg done finished the video game. He's just doing side quests now. <laughs> I saw, this, I saw this thing. It isn't a meme. It's legit. If you go into Walmart, certain ones have it. Bic Lighter has a new promo ad. And it shows Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. And it says, uh, our lighters are for candles. And it shows Martha Stewart with her thumbs up. And then it shows Snoop Dogg and more. <laughs> I haven't seen it in person, but I have seen it floating around the internet. I've seen it in person. It's hilarious. <laughs> Snoop being a, just a, a jack of all trades, uh, I was watching Shark Week the other day, and Snoop was a host of one of the shows on Shark Week. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. He's blazing up in the studio, and I'm like, he's like, I ain't getting in them waters. <laughs> did you ever watch his show? He had a uh, he was on a talk show, and he did a show on there called Animal Plazanet, <laughs> where he would watch Animal Planet and narrate over it. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Like you watch Snoop Dogg narrating Planet Earth. That'd be fantastic. It's hilarious because, like, this fucking... It's called Plazanet Earth. That's what it is. <laughs> Plazanet is Earth. Yeah. Well, it shows, it shows the squirrel go up the tree, and it's like, what's that squirrel going for? Is he trying to find a nut? You get your nut on, no, the squirrel. he's just trying to get a nut. <laughs> and, and it's hilarious because it shows this, like, mongoose or whatever, and he's like, what is that? Is that a fox or a, a squirrel eater? Is that what, what is that? And it shows it climb the tree, and it steals the uh, squirrel's baby while the squirrel's over here, like, humping another squirrel. He's like, he's like that just goes to show you, you don't leave your babies unattended where you're trying to get your rocks off. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hilarious. I've got to watch yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Did you, did you see when he was high as shit on Family Feud? 
No. Yes. <laughs> Celebrity Family Feud. Yes. Yeah. He was standing there. He was standing there, and you know how they have all those categories you have to like choose from or whatever. Like they challenge the other team, and like they get asked the same question, but they right. have to answer it and figure out the top question. One of them was pie and the what, and Snoop Dogg without missing a beat was horse. <laughs> Steve Harvey was like <laughs> and then it got to like him reading down the row of it and he's, he's like now we get to find out what the hell you said <laughs> and he was like sometimes when you medicate too much things like these happen <laughs> he still won Oh, nice. <laughs> he didn't need that question to win, so he still won. <laughs> that dude, man, I don't think there – I think there was a shortage of weed back in the day when he was torn up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what? Did you know that uh, this is another crazy celebrity friendship? Um, Steve um, – what's his name? Fucking – the host of American Idol, or America's Got Talent, I mean. Um – Steve, the guy that always yells and shit. Steve and he's like, no, um, he's the host that always yells and says that their singing's horrible and shit. Simon, Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. <laughs> yeah, that's si Simon Cowell is good friends with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> that makes total yes. sense. <laughs> Singing shit, your risotto sucks. <laughs> could you imagine them two? Eat, could you imagine them two eating together at a restaurant? What's the live band playing? Yeah, <laughs> this band's fucking horrible. My steak isn't done. Just <laughs> burn it down. Fuck me. <laughs> Bit of rage. You know what's weird though? You have those shows where like people who aren't musicians are judging how good musicians are. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like your cooking shows, like those are actual chefs and shit that are judging yeah, but, you. Like, but on America's Got Talent, you got fucking Howard Stern judging your singing. Like, <laughs> Howard Stern just likes to watch bands. That's what that's all it is. Howard Stern's like sitting there, he's like, not one fucking titty. Like, what's the <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, I, I signed up for talented me. <laughs> Howard, Howard Stern's sitting there like, why isn't anybody flashing? What the hell can I do? I love Howard, but the guy um, went from a shock jock to like a therapist, like real quick. Yeah, yeah like, he did. Like on his shows, he used to like bring a hooker on, shove a bowling pin up her butt or whatever he did. And now he's like, so why are you a stripper? Is it daddy issues? Like, Yeah, no, he on? like digs into their past real hardcore. <laughs> This is the same guy that made fucking um what's his name that uh, Richard Simmons. He made Richard Simmons cry on his show, and now he's like giving life advice. <laughs> I don't remember what. Oh I yeah, remember when uh, uh, the Howard Stern show was on E back in the day? Oh, I remember yeah. some dude uh, had come in and stripped down, and his uh, fetish was having like half naked chicks puke on him, and <laughs> I think step on him as well. So his chicks like stepping on his chest and puking on his. <laughs> stomach and he's like this isn't the the consistency i prefer but uh it's it, it's good i prefer the consistency of warm maple oatmeal <laughs> fucking hell the things people are into like there's this guy on youtube he reads craigslist ads and he narr like he gives his own opinions on them and he was reading this one it says uh 
looking for somebody to come over and J.O. with me while have a J.O. sesh with me while watching football. No weirdos. And the guy's like, what does J.O. mean? It means jack off. He wants people to come to his house. No weirdos. And jack <laughs> off with them while watching NFL. I just want normal people to come watch football and tug on their puds with me. <laughs> you got some weird things going on in your life. I ain't interested. <laughs> this other guy was like, uh, come over to my house. We can J.O. onto my, dr onto my uh, train set and then we can stomp on it. And then on your way out, I have imitation crab meat you can have if you want it. <laughs> the weirdo that that other guy watching football doesn't want any part of. What's hilarious is the guy was narrating. He's like, so he wants somebody to stomp over his train set like this fucking Godzilla. And then on your way out, you get imitation crab meat. Can you squeeze that much fun into one day? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a pretty good Thursday afternoon. It does. <laughs> this other guy on Craigslist was selling a piano, and he had all the perks, everything of this piano. The picture was him butt-ass naked, <laughs> spooning this piano. <laughs> the internet's wonderful and scary all at the same time. <laughs> this other guy was, like, in the, like, men seeking women or whatever, and he's posing, like, half naked, but his chest hair has, like, hearts shaved into it. <laughs> and he had, like, the worst mullet ever. <laughs> I don't know what you guys feel about mullets, but some of them's weird looking. Yeah, I'm not a fan. There's so many. It's weird that it's like come back now. It's like a fashion statement for children. But, These but poor children. They're not the mullets that we grew up with. They're not like no. the fancy Joe Dirt mullets. They're no. the, no. I'm, I'm lazy. Let's put a, I'm lazy. Let's put a ball on my head. Look in Australia. What? The bogan look. The bogan. The bogan look. The only the good, Do you know why mullets are back in style? Because Tiger King was huge. That's the yeah. only reason. Yeah. Makes sense. That's the I, only I, reason. I tell everybody this. I get so pissed because, and it's like a stupid thing for me, but I saw Tiger King like advertised in my Netflix like the week it came out, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this looks weird as fuck. And I was like, add the list. And then I didn't watch it. And I just, I'm so upset with myself for not getting in on like the ground floor of being like one of the first group of people to see Tiger King and just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I watched it before like all the memes and shit came out. And, like I'm like, yeah, see that's what I'm saying. Like I wish I was in that group of people. <laughs> this guy ran for president of the United States. This guy was in our town back in like 2006. I remember me and my ex girlfriend were at. We went to our mall and we walked around. <laughs> like, what the hell is with all these tigers around here and these weird people? And they were there. They were there. It was them. Our mall was like pin marked on the show. Yeah. Village did Mall. You, did you meet him? No. no. That would have been fucking great. <laughs> if I had a picture got... with him, fucking, fucking, what, 14 years later? You know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy about Joe Exotic, well, everything, but, um, like, I don't know if you can squeeze that much into one person. He's got two straight husbands. What? <laughs> <laughs> All of them addicted to meth. <laughs> And then his like husband, I think, shot himself, and then yeah. he got an, he got another one, um, because you got to keep the three man <laughs> pack. Got another one, <laughs> and, and he ran for president. Yeah. Now that campaign ad should have won him the presidency. 
Yes, I am gay. I'm pissed as hell. <laughs> I got a lawsuit from some bitch down in Florida. And then it ended with, I am a real American. <laughs> Dude, that's who you should follow on Instagram. If you don't already follow Joe Exotic on Instagram, I'm like, he still posts. He does. He does. From, I found from out prison. that you can that he, since he, even though he's in prison, you can. So the internet is like a, a right now, basically. So you can purchase time, like it's from your commissary, commissary. to use the internet. They have like tablets on the wall. You go up and you just do <laughs> shit on it. So, yeah, isn't that weird? Isn't that so fucking well, that's weird? That's beyond weird, man. They actually, <laughs> had, they actually had rights like that for a while, but not to internet. They used to have rights to, like, musical instruments and shit. Because oh, the really? reason why I know that is Charles Manson wrote two albums while in prison. And, yeah, he kept writing music. He wrote a couple albums while in prison. He had a little recorder. Like, it wasn't the best quality, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's not in there with a full mixer. <laughs> he has a full house band. <laughs> he has like guest appearances. He has guest appearances on the album. Like whoever gets arrested that week and serves time with him. <laughs> this is my friend Big Phil. Oh, isn't the song on Manson's uh, Marilyn Manson's first album, uh, "My Monkey"? Isn't part of those lyrics taken from a Charles Manson song? I do. I think, I think so. that's a thing. But um, also, uh, Guns and Roses covered a Marilyn Man a Charles Manson song. Sorry, um, "Look at Your Game Girl." Um, oh, Look really? at your game girl. That's a Charles Manson song. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. Shit, man. Uh -huh. Uh, Charles Manson's music is on Spotify if you want to check out Charles Manson's music. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and you're not giving any money to the guy. He's dead now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can listen to it. No, it's safe. <laughs> it's safe. safe to <laughs> Charles Manson wrote music for the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. They were like friends before he, you know, started a cult. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a whole episode on Manson sometime. That'd be fun. Uh, because Manson, like, he's weird. He was in jail for conspiracy to commit murder. He didn't commit it. He just admitted right. to it. So they threw him in there. Totally. Because he was Everybody... a homeless. Oh, go ahead, man. He was a homeless guy and he was a starving musician. And you guys know what being a starving musician's like. I mean, you'd probably admit to some Indeed. crimes you didn't do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with uh, Albert Fish by chance? I was listen listening to a podcast. Uh, he was like, I forget, I think it's from the 1800s, but he like was a psychopath and unfortunately like murdered and raped children and women and stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, like, he sh I heard that he uh, like shorted out the electric chair because he would take like these long pins and like shove them in his groin and like yeah. all over his body. And he had like a fucking. Uh, he liked to self-flagellate, so he had a whip with like fucking nails and shit, and like really crazy shit, man. But, yeah, he's uh, one of the, I think he's one of the few people that survived the electric chair. Yes, yes, correct. Crazy. Um, yeah. Albert Fish was also mentioned in House of a Thousand Corpse. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. We're, we're trying to think what's, what part Captain, that was. Captain Spaulding, when those kids came in, he's like, you want to go on the murder ride? And they go on that ride, and Albert Fish is one of the serial killers mentioned. Oh, yeah, you're right, yes. Cool. Yeah, Albert Fish was actually, I think he was the one mentioned right before Dr. Satan, I believe. He was I either think that you're one right. Or I think you're right. Mm -hmm. 
because he was fucking crazy. <laughs> like, not saying serial killers aren't, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. The one that really is crazy is uh, Zodiac. They still never caught him. Mm-hmm. Right? Still, yeah. Still never well, they never him. caught uh, Jack the Ripper either. I I mean, great same person. Same person. They're all Ted Cruz. <laughs> Remember when that came out back in the day with when Ted Cruz was running for president? They're like Ted Cruz was a Zodiac killer. <laughs> that doesn't add up at all. He was like three when when that was happening. Oh man, I'm going back to I'm I'm still saying it's Vanilla Ice. He's just eternal. <laughs> <laughs> also, all unsolved crimes was Vanilla Ice. Because nobody wants to arrest a guy by the name of Robert Van Winkle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's he, remember when he used to do a lot of movie appearances, like a shit ton. Him and like Adam Sandler were best friends for a while. He was in, he was um, in remember every the, Adam Sandler movie. Remember the wrong Missy when that came out? Oh, that was so good. Did you watch it? Was it yeah, wasn't he in it, or was that somebody else? Uh, he was at the I end, I think. I think, I think you're movie. right. I think he does pop up in for a cameo somewhere there. Yeah. My favorite part of that movie is when he like walks up to Roman Reigns and trying to fight Roman Reigns. Do <laughs> <laughs> that yet? I don't think I have. Oh, yet. man. That one was good. That one was good. Adam Sandler's actually released a few good Netflix movies recently. His Netflix movies are really good, but they yep. get shit because they're Netflix originals. But right. we got to keep up right. with the times. Yep. I'm the, for what, it was a ridiculous six or whatever. That one was really good. The Western that he made, that one was really good. That's um, really good. And I love the Missy one too. You know what my favorite Western movie is that's comedy? A one? Million Ways to Die in the West. That one's very good. So yes. good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's saving herself for marriage, but she's a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Silverman's a fucking national treasure. I agree. <laughs> I was wa- I was watching a, you know Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Ever watch it? Mm-hmm. No. Um hit watch it. It's fucking hilarious. The Muppets are on it. Um and the show starts off with him vaping through his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the whole thing about the hilarity for charity is, is he wants people to donate to this Alzheimer's charity, but the only way to get on all of Netflix's categories is if he has the Muppets on, he brings on Justin Rowland to do a, a cartoon. Like he's trying to hit all major categories. Oh, of Netflix. smart. <laughs> and uh, he brings on uh, Sarah Silverman to do stand up, And she did like three 9-11 jokes in a row and she's like 9-11 never forget well that's kind of bad to say at an alzheimer's event but (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh no seth rogan is fucking hilarious definitely man like he should be a stand-up comedian he hasn't done stand-up yet that's right yeah come think of that I would I would pay to hear an hour and a half of <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys look for the impractical jokers guys at all or no? Oh, I've seen impractical jokers live. Nice, dude. We we bought tickets like a couple years ago, but it keeps getting pushed back because of everything. They're but, called uh, the they're, they're, they're called awesome podcast with uh, Sal Volcano and the dude who hosts bar, uh, Backyard Bar Wars. Mm-hmm. 
Chris something and oh check it out. It's it's called Hey Babe. Fucking hilarious. Did you hear <laughs> when Sal Bacano <laughs> was on? Uh... Like an episode of that show, and I feel yeah. like that guy's such a douche. <laughs> oh no. no! Just give it a chance. Right, right, Did you right, hear right. when Sal Bacano was on? Uh, this isn't happening. On it's on YouTube. It's a series where they bring celebrities on to tell funny stories. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You I have to. The host is Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. who yes. was famous in the early 2000s for being the amazing racist. <laughs> oh, uh, um, he's a Jewish guy, but he's he would do like, he, he would do crazy shit. Like, but he don't do that anymore. He's a stand-up comedian mostly now, but he, he does a show and uh, Salvacano told a story about how he um, got in the mail, the sateen size three women's pants. <laughs> and he and, and he's like instead of returning them, I put them on and wrote a ransom note. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the whole thing; it's fucking hilarious. He talks about how he sent this ransom note. He clipped out like the old-fashioned way. He clipped out the fucking pages and shit. Put on a ski mask and a tuxedo and took pictures of them in the fucking pants. <laughs> and then sent it all in an email. <laughs> It's well, he said the reason why he did that is because the weed edibles were talking. I love edibles, but like I can't eat them if I've got plans for the day. <laughs> no, or sometimes even the next day, depending on the potency. Like, I feel like I almost have a weed hangover the next day. My um roommate, well, my friend Tony, who is my roommate, um, they made um weed brownies one night. And I didn't know what the potency was, but you know, I smoke from time to time. So I ate one about that big. Oh God. <laughs> it was potent. It was potent as hell because they ate them at like, before I got home at like nine, I got home at 10, they ate it at nine. I woke up the next morning and they were asleep on the chair and the couch. Like, and that was the only one they ate. And I came out of the room. I'm like, <laughs> I was off for two days and I'm like I gotta do shit but I can't <laughs> like, I know there's things I have to do today and there's something I'm not doing right now what is it? oh yeah breathe okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, man last year last year uh, after my car accident I was <laughs> I had some edibles and I a buddy of mine showed up I had just eaten one I was like hey man he's like what are you doing Go, oh, you know, just ate an edible. I'm gonna chill and you know have a good day. It's like you want one? He goes, oh, I gotta do some stuff. He like called his dad and like canceled plans. Like, yeah, I'll take an edible. And so he gave it. To him. <laughs> he left like after a few hours. I swear to God, four, five, six hours later, he texts me. He goes, dude, this shit's just now starting to wear off. What'd you give me? <laughs> What's funny is a friend of mine. We went to a festival one time. I forget which one. But we went to this festival and he's never had edibles. He's mostly a vape. He's dabs, but he's never had edibles. So I'm like, I'll, I'll bust your uh, uh, edible virginity because I had a friend that was tailgating that night. Um, and they had edibles. They're Rice Krispie treats, which is kind of weird because I had edibles at an Alice show too that was Rice Krispie. So it must be popular. But anyway, they're Rice Krispie treats. And I took one about like that big because I knew how strong his were. I ate it. My buddy took two of them and, ate, and he ate what he ate one 30 minutes pass and he's like these ain't shit i don't feel nothing i'm like i'm like i didn't tell him i just let him make i just 
I just let him make his own mistakes. <laughs> so he so he ate the second one. And I'm sitting there like, and he's like, what? I'm like, you just made a mistake. He's like, why didn't you tell me beforehand? I'm like, you're an adult. <laughs> Man, you're a bad friend. I don't know why, but like one weed edible takes 40 minutes to kick in. But once you eat the second one, they both hit at the same time. I don't so true. <laughs> because like 30 minutes after the second one, it took about an hour for the first one to hit. And they both hit at the same time. And I knew when they hit because we were out to eat and he did this number. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and mine hit after 30 minutes. Um, and I'm like, here it is. This is going to be fun. And I don't know what he was talking about that night, but it made sense to me. <laughs> the set, the second time I had edibles with a friend uh, was at, before an Alice show. We went over to a place called Jerome Bettis's, which is across the street from uh, Stage AE in Pittsburgh. We went there, and the edibles kicked in about 30 minutes later. And I look up at a sign, and I'm like, Jerome Bettis is a goat. And he's like, what? I'm like, I hear people say it all the time, man. Jerome Bettis is a goat. And he looked at me and he's like, he's the goat. I'm like, he's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Every person starts off at birth a goat, but it depends on what level of goat they become. Jerome Bettis is a mountain goat. We're, we're billy goats, my friend. <laughs> he was like, Oh yeah, he's like that is true. All humans start off as Billy. Isn't it goats. great whenever you're like in a you have like a high thought and like you have somebody arguing with them and then you convince them of your just completely outrageous like based thought. <laughs> oh no, he agreed instantly. Like he was confused and then he's like, oh yeah, that is true. Everybody starts off as a goat. Now there was four of us, four or five of us at this table. The other two or three people did not know what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> But we're like going on about how Jerome Bettis is a goat. <laughs> I'm like, you you start off like when you start getting really good at your craft, you you elevate to billy goat and then mountain goat, and then mountain <laughs> goat's all the further you could go. <laughs> what about rams, rams, <laughs> ram is like what you become when you like. Not very many people surpass mountain goat to into ram. <laughs> Like Michael Jackson did it back in the eighties. Could you imagine if like that's how we like leveled, like like said how great somebody is? Oh, he's a mountain goat. What? Somebody like falls from graces and they're like a fainting goat at that point. Or a pygmy goat. <laughs> and then and then like Billy Mays is like a screaming goat. <laughs> 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 How much cocaine do you have to do to become a TV show advertisement guy? <laughs> so I used to have a dream that my dream was uh, that I would start my own TV network, but all it was was just um, infomercials. Like it was the long versions of infomercials that, that are on at like one, three o'clock in the morning. And yeah. then the commercials in between the ad breaks are the small version, like the short, regular commercial. That's all it was going to be. That's but genius. Well, you know how much money that's worth? And <laughs> the small commercials is like Girls Gone Wild commercials. <laughs> 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 
and not even like newer ones, like the same ones we saw in the nineties and two thousand. Do you remember when they were like thirty minute Girls Gone Wild ads? Like yeah. have you ever like like they were like, it was like a full infomercial for Girls Gone Wild. They always played around the same time as Howard Stern show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is really sponsored by Girls Gone Wild? Another commercial that played around that time, which is fucked up that they played it, was In the Arms of the Angel. Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin, and these are dead puppies in cages. <laughs> Send me money. What? Like, in the words of uh, Chris Porter, it's 1 a.m. I'm already sad. I don't need to see <laughs> dead puppies in cages. <laughs> Like, there's ads played at the weirdest time. And that's not a song you hear on the fucking radio. You're not going to drive to work and hear, in the arms of the angel. Because then you have to call off. <laughs> I can't come in. I'm too sad. <laughs> so we are getting a little uh, late in the time. If you guys can hang out longer, we can keep doing the show. We got, we got a little know. bit of time. We got whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, I had an idea for a second podcast. I'm just going to say this publicly now because I do plan on doing it eventually. I want to do a cannabis themed podcast. Right on. Where where each where each episode I bring a guest on or just have a co-host, it depends on the episode, and the guest and I try a different strain of cannabis each episode and we discuss the medical benefits of each strain. And it'd be like a marijuana educational program plus interview. I like would we'll, love to be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll jump on the guest mic. There we go, first guest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll have one of the snacks. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Let's It'll be do like a prediction. Hot ones, yeah, ones, but weed. Yes, yes. Oh, stone, man. stone high ones. ones. <laughs> high ones. Well, I actually have another idea. A friend of mine told me this. Instead of doing it on like YouTube and shit, due to like YouTube being weird about like cannabis, due to it being federally illegal, mm-hmm. do it on OnlyFans and call it Only Strains. <laughs> <laughs> Only strains, yes. And you like pay like like four four twenty. <laughs> you, you get to watch videos of just us getting high and talking about random shit. Yes. That's kind of an idea that I got because I watched a show called Getting Doug with High. It's when yes. Doug Benson brings on a guest and they smoke weed together and then they just talk. But I want to add another step where, like, we go through the medical benefits and make it kind of educational and then jump into the conversation. Because each, like each strain has its own medical benefits. Like, we could easily have 100,000 episodes because of all the different strains. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could just do a second one of the same strain because we forgot. <laughs> Did you see that Jaleel White has a strain of weed now called... Purple Urkel. <laughs> what, what's hilarious, all these celebrities are coming out with new strains, but a lot of the strains already exist. It's just them growing them now. Oh, gotcha. Like, Purple Urkel's been a strain since, like, the show was on the air, but he just now finally was like, I'm going to make my own and make money oh, off of it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Seth Rogen has his own weed that he created, though. Yeah, I saw that. I saw him, like, announce it on Instagram yeah. or something. Houseplant. <laughs> They have products for your house and they have plants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He actually makes handmade ashtrays and shit. Yeah. Right yeah. On. Like, could you imagine getting an ashtray made by Seth Rogen? <laughs> Boy, make it even better. It's going to be really did. great or really terrible. Is it just me or did Seth Rogen like lose a lot of weight over the years? Yeah, he did. 
like, like he was kind of a little chubby in Pineapple Express, right? And then, and then like now he's like thin and like I want to know. Well, his he almost speed. looks sickly now. Like he needs a little bit more. Like he needs yeah. to get a little bit of weight back. It's just like thirty pounds. Isn't he prepping for like the the new uh, biopic of the the Tommy and Pam like sex tape fucking thing? Isn't he gonna play the guy who sold his sex tape or some? Oh, some shit? I, thought, I thought he was gonna play Tommy Lee. I'm like, I don't want to see. <laughs> Fucking, I want to see Seth Rogen's dick, <laughs> and, I, and I doubt it looks anything like Tommy Lee's. <laughs> You're gonna have to get like somebody on the case for that <laughs> to be the stunt double. But yeah, he's gonna play the guy that stole the tape. I think so. That's what I've read. So can you I'm imagine the testing process for Tommy Lee's dick? Like Tommy Lee standing in a room, pantsless. <laughs> they just have people coming and going, pulling their pants. Nope. Nope. Eh, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. You have the right size, but you're the wrong race. So. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Have you seen Tommy Lee's dick? I mean, I've seen the tape. I've seen okay. the, the boat boop. <laughs> did you know that there's a sex tape that Hulk Hogan did? I heard about that. I haven't seen. I'm it. a huge. I'm a huge fan now. I'm buying a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> the sex tape. Oh yeah, brother. Oh brother. <laughs> no, he got he got in trouble for that because. When the sex tape was released, he said the N-word like seven times in this video. And that's like one time way too many. And he also, <laughs> men he also mentioned his daughter, which was weird. <laughs> and the strangest part was, remember Bubba, Bubba the Love Sponge? Yeah. He was kind of like Howard Stern back in the day. Totally. Well, he was filming this sex tape. Oh. And Hulk Hogan <laughs> was fucking his wife. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge Weird, is in a poly man. relationship and had Hulk Hogan bang his wife. <laughs> and H Howard Stern was the first interview after all that broke out. And Hulk's like, I feel safe here, brother. He's like, you're in the wrong place for that. Because <laughs> the, the first question Howard asked is, what is it like to have a woman tell you you have a big dick? Because <laughs> he, he's like, I'm a Jewish talk show host. We know I ain't hung. <laughs> Howard Stern back in the day had this game. I don't know if you remember this or not, where they would bring on like a porn star or a stripper and they'd measure each other's penises. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, they would. And they had a challenge going on. And one of the guys was so pissed off because every episode Howard was longer than him. <laughs> He's like, you keep saying you have a small one, blah, blah, blah. And Howard's like, I do, but so do you. <laughs> The shit that they got away with back then, dude. Yeah, for real. Like, I wish I could get away with some of that shit. Like, hey, measure my dick, buddy. What? <laughs> I had Mike Fisano on here one time, and he has a cool story to tell. Um, go check out that episode. He uh, talks about why he got his name The Sack. And if you're not familiar with Mike Fisano, his nickname's The Sack. He played drums for Warrant. He's produced a lot of albums and shit. I think he helped with the new System of the Down songs. But... Cool. His name's the sack because you can put one and one together. The dude has a big <laughs> nut sack. <laughs> but yeah, you guys have been a blast. I'm probably going to cut this short at two hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would Eric, Eric Fedain said? Like what Eric Fedain said on his live stream. It's 
like I like to have my interviews short. We have to go for three hours long. Yeah, we have to. Do <laughs> you guys are always more than welcome to come back on the show at any random time or any given time when we don't have guests or anything. We'd love to have you guys back on. It's been a yeah. treat. I got a new song too. Go yes, uh, Grace, Grace Divide just put out a new single on Friday. Um, it's called "Ignite the Torches." These there guys it on it. Yeah, it's available everywhere you listen to music. Um, and driftlabrecords.com slash Grace Divide. You can pick up merch, physical copies of the single, physical copies of our original EP. Um, yeah. You guys are working on a new album, right? Is yeah. That what you said? Well, yeah, we're, we're releasing, a, releasing a couple singles and hopefully uh, get the album done, hopefully within a, a year or so. Yeah, the, the, I, would, I would love to have it out by like early part of 2022 would be fantastic, but we'll see what happens. The reason why I ask that is because there's a lot of musicians that said they're not doing albums anymore. It's just singles now and music. Right. We, we, we're we weighing those options. Yeah. We're just trying to figure out and kind of monitor the, the way that the digital world works now. Because it seems I, like people now will just listen to single songs as opposed to albums front to back. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's true. Playlist. Um, a few of my friends are doing that with, with their bands as well. Now they're just releasing singles. So they're finding it uh, to release an EP or album. It's just too expensive. But mm -hmm. when, I, when I was on the internet like a few like months ago, it might have been a year ago, uh, Weird Al Yankovic made an announcement and everybody freaked out. He's like, I'm done doing albums. And people's like, he's retiring, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, no, I'm not retiring. Singles are cheaper, so I'm just going to do singles. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing, he's like, I'm not doing albums anymore. I'm just going to release music videos at random, unannounced. <laughs> and I think that's the best way to go nowadays, honestly. Unless you're going to release like an album that's like a concept album mm -hmm. with like story right. to tell. Or like if you want to release an album that like all the songs go together better when it's together like Toll does. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But like if it's like this song's great, I want you to hear it. It's better to just release it now instead of people having to wait for the album. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's kind of the way we're doing it, but we still want to kind of stick to that old school style. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're figuring it out. So, well, Ryan Roxy, um, with his last album, it was only available, the album itself was only available to buy off of him. But each individual song over the course of a year and a half to two years was made available on Spotify as the music videos were being released. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he would release uh, a music video for each song. Yeah. It's either a lyric cool. video or a proper music video. And but then he he'd upload every every music video for that. Like, for that and then album. he'd upload them as singles instead of just the album by itself. So you still had to buy the album. Gotcha. Do you remember the the dope album uh, Group Therapy? You popped it in your computer, and there's a music video for every That's fucking awesome. song on the album. Yeah. That was a cool idea, man. That was dope. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to interview Edsel Dope and only ask him one question. You smoke dope? Okay. That's it. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for the talk. Thanks for the talk. Good talk. Good talk. I, keep, I keep getting tripped out with the taco shirt. Because I think it says... Because it looks, it looks like it says hell meat. Tell <laughs> me. I, I got this from um, a clothing brand called Seven Thirteen. I think it's called. Eric, um, Wednesday Thirteen puts his merch up there. Oh, nice. And, um, they're they're really cool dudes. Um, all these bands. They follow me on Instagram since I buy this shit and. Hell I yeah! I think that's why Ace One Johnson had one of those too. 
Yeah, I think it was the how eight Peter and Hell Satan or something like yeah. that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I, I have a friend that has a shirt from the band I Declare War, and on the back it says "Chug Whiskey, Fuck Bitches, Hell Satan." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And, What's sure. crazy and, uh, is everybody who, who's really into grindcore, and he has a shirt on the back that says, uh, Eat, fuck, grind, or something. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the Jackal shirt. You know the band Jackal, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, Jackal has a shirt that says, Rock and roll and jackal me off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or rock notes, rock me, roll me, jackal me off. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about that I Declare War shirt is my buddy got kicked out of the mall for wearing it, and he bought it. At the mall. At the mall. <laughs> I have another. I have another friend that got kicked out of the mall for the same thing. He was wearing a uh, shirt, the famous shirt that says "Jesus is a cunt," and it has the nun masturbating with the crucifix. Uh, the Phil shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. That one was banned in like all countries for the longest <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, I think they all like re- uh, re-released it now. Yeah, you can find it so. on uh, rockabilia.com or eBay or eBay. Um, Adam and Poe, is that the name of your new sex shop? Is it? <laughs> Save twenty five percent with promo code Pink <laughs> That kind of that kind of sounds like a Adam and Poe. Kind of sounds like a name that like high Christians would say. Like it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Poe. <laughs> <laughs> But it was nice having you guys. If you guys want to promote anything before we go, go ahead. You guys have the floor right now to promote. Right on. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Um, we have a couple shows coming up as we try to continue to navigate uh, the current you know, state of the world and everything. Um, August 26th, we'll be with our friends in the Convalescence in Peoria, Illinois at the Hotspot. September 9th, we'll be at Cave-In Rock, Illinois for Full Terror Assault with bands such as Exodus, Nutslaughter, Devourment, Weed Eater and a bunch of other fucking heavy killer bands. Then we have Nun Slaughter. Nun Slaughter or Nun's Laughter, however you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, September 25th in Mattoon, Illinois at Joe's Bar Gaming and Live Music. Like uh, Adam said earlier, driftloudrecords.com slash Gray's Divide. You can get uh, all kinds of cool merchandise. We just dropped a bunch of killer new designs. Mm-hmm. And Ignite the Torches just came out Friday. Um, check it out anywhere you listen to music. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. Our sponsors, yeah. uh, sponsors. Scorpion Percussion, Percussion. Dirtbag Clothing, Pig Hog Cables, Salute Symbols, Salute Symbols, Coffin Case, and uh, hopefully soon enough, Liquid Dead. Liquid Dead. Uh, thank you guys uh, for having us. We really yeah, appreciate we've had this was a fun. fucking good time with you guys. Uh, of course. Anytime, brother. Anytime. You're more than welcome. I'll actually, after I get like all these guests out of the way, I'm going to have a couple episodes in the next few months where it's just going to be me and Adam. And I might just send like invite links to people that's been on the show just to randomly show up if they want. Right on. That'd be rad. That'd be yeah, cool. for sure. So it was nice talking to you guys. Um, have safe shows because it is a rough world out there still. So please be careful with the shows and all the crowds and all that fun Absolutely, shit. Um, it was nice talking to you guys. And remember, everyone, live long, rock hard. And eat tacos. Eat tacos. Yeah. <laughs> tacos roll. <laughs>